Greetings and welcome to Stamper Cinema. I am your host. My name is Andrew. Thank you very much for downloading this latest episode. I'm extremely honored to be sharing with you my my official two year anniversary episode. I I can't believe it. You know, I'm you know small victories, but it's still something that I'm incredibly proud of. That when I started this project, it was two years ago. I had no idea what it was going to be. I had no idea what it was going to develop into. And admittedly, you know, we're still at the the like the, the ground floor, but there's been some really exciting progress that I'm very, very proud of. And we'll probably be talking about a little bit of that today. But if you're listening and it sounds a little, little weird, it's because we are doing something completely different. This is our very first live like person interview. Like until now, every episode that we've done. We've done it through the power of Zoom or Zencaster. Like I'm here in Atlanta and whoever I was interviewing, they were in their home. But this is the first time I've ever had anybody actually in front of me as I'm talking to them. And I don't quite have a home studio, so the audio is going to sound a little wonky. But you know what? It's okay. I think we're going to have a lot of fun regardless. And so for this two-year anniversary, we're going to do a lot of fun things. We're going to talk about a lot of movies. And naturally, the person that, that that's going to help us along the way is our resident, mm, dare I say, kind of unofficial co-host. I dare. I do dare. That obviously is Mr. John Rowe. John, hello. How are you? This is weird. I'm talking to you on a podcast, but looking you like dead in the eyes in person. How are you, my man? I'm doing great. It's great to be here and uh, just, just excited. This is fun. This, this is. This can be different. It's you know, like two year anniversary. I feel like that's a stage two year old start to walk at, you yeah. know, you know, we've grown quite mm-hmm. a bit over two years and, uh, uh, yeah, just so happy to be here. Uh, that's all I have to say for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, unofficial co-host, maybe I'm your Robin t- to your Batman. Yeah. I think that is a really good segue as because we are going to be covering the caped crusader himself or themselves or themselves or whatever the other plural version is. We are going to be covering Batman, all of the Batman, quite frankly. Well, with a caveat, we're going to be covering all the Batman since Michael Keaton took on and, and we're going to be doing like the live films. We're not going to be covering the animated Batman series, which by the way is fantastic not to take anything away from the animated series and not to take anything away from Adam West you know, from the the 60s version. And I don't know who played him in the 40s, but we're going to strictly focus on 1989 through today. So the the better part of the past 32, 33 years, right? Yeah, the movies. Yeah, the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. I'm happy to be here. Yay. And you're going to hear all of the all of the drinks because we're 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 running this through one audio feed. So like any glitch, you're going to hear all of it, but whatever, we're doing it live. We're having fun. This is going to be really exciting. Hopefully you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to shut up because I'm going to drink this. I'm going to let John say something. Well, it's great to be here in Georgia and I'm got a nice Georgian beer talking to a guy who lives in Georgia and just happy to be here. Thank you for the platform to, to be a part of, uh, as Walt Whitman once said, uh, you know, the world is a poem. And uh, I can contribute a verse. You've allowed me to contribute my verse and on this pod. So I appreciate that. My Thank you very much. My pleasure. And I, I hate that you just drop like Walt Whitman. I don't have any good 
like quotes like in my in my arsenal. No Shakespeare. No, no. Well, um, what is it? I heard a, a knocking on my back porch or <laughs> no, no, I think that's a doc. From Young Guns. Oh, doc from young guns. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's a good one too. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to go with the, uh, the whole world stage and all men and women are players, but I also want to put people in there. Yeah. Uh, no, the world's changed, but reading that, I thought it was really cool that Shakespeare's included men and women. Mm. Anyways, um, Anyways, we're here to talk about Batman, right? We are here to talk about Batman. But now I, the only modern day poet that I've got is Joe Dierte, which is uh, Life is a Garden. Dig it. Dig it. Yeah, I dig it. Do you dig it? I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into it. Well, may I have an opportunity to maybe, I don't know, like boast a little bit about this podcast for it being like the two year? Would that be okay? No. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, no, I just shouldn't. Go for it. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> all right. So as, as stated or as pre- uh, previewed, or hinted or alluded to, we're talking about our, our two-year anniversary. So in the two years since we've created this podcast, we've had about 75 episodes, give or take an episode or two, I think we're, I think as this one publishes, I think it'll be episode 74. And if you add the teaser or the trailer, that is 75. But I've got a few like episodes that I've already recorded but I haven't haven't published. So I mean, this technically, while it might be released as the seventy fifth, we've exceeded in two years, which is really cool. We've had about forty, about forty different guests. I think with my calculation, John, I think you've been a part of it for about twenty at this point in, in two years, and so about seventy five episodes. We've had you for about twenty episodes. That sounds like 20 good times. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so for a little like rundown, season one, we did about 22 episodes. Season two, we did like 39, 40 episodes. And this is, I think, like our 12th or 13th episode for season three. But what's really exciting is I'm booked for the rest of calendar year 2022. You know, like I've got episodes technically to take us into next year. So a little pat on the back. I'm really really proud of it you know i've had you but now i've had other people that say i want to talk about a movie and i mean that's exciting the whole hook is you choose it i watch it we discuss it and now people are discovering this podcast and they're they're saying i want to talk about a movie and i i love that and that's what this is all about so well i know from my point like i went from uh am i even good enough i started with star trek 2 Wrath of Khan, and I wasn't even sure, and I'm probably one of the guy to talk about it. <laughs> it was one of my favorites because it had the Kirk spot. Uh, but you've, you know, interviewed people from Police Academy. You've interviewed uh, oh, what's her name from uh, Last Starfighter, right? Or oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's big. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I get to hear you, I guess because I don't get to live with you or even around you, we don't get to talk as much as we like. I get to hear your voice, and uh, so I I just. I guess I'll say from all your fans, thank you. Thank you for all the, the effort you put in and the hard work. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Catherine Mary Stewart, by the way, was uh, the, the lady from Last Starfighter. Catherine Mary Stewart. She was awesome. I was a little like kind of like crush struck through that. I know, you know, she's got a, a decade or two on me. But during that interview, I couldn't help but like look at this 60 year old woman and be like, she's so dreamy, you know, mm-hmm. like, sure. Yeah. But she was fantastic. And everybody that's been on, whether it was a, you know, a Lance Kinsey from police Academy or a Catherine Mary Stewart or a Diane Franklin or a Keith Coogan or whoever. Uh, the Keith Coogan one, I really enjoyed. That was, that was super fun. Well, 
Well, thank you. Um, At this point, you know, we've now hit every continent but Antarctica on on this podcast. No penguins? No, no penguins. You know, the the most downloaded state is here in Georgia, followed right behind in Texas and uh, California. Got a lot of downloads in California. I think that has to do with my my uh, my stream lounge people, which we'll probably talk a little bit about them as well. Those are all states also heavily involved in the movie industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top five most downloaded. Actually, your your episode is the number one. Well, our 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 episode, uh, which it's an episode. Let me rephrase it. Let me backpedal a little bit. So the number one most downloaded episode I have is an episode that is co-starring you. Do you know the episode, the most downloaded episode for Stamper Cinema? My guess would be Ted Lasso. That's a good guess, but you would be wrong. Ooh, Star Wars? It is a Star Wars, but which which Star Wars? Ooh, like Rogue One? No, I'm going to tell you just okay. to save time. Believe it or not, the most downloaded episode of Stamper Cinema is Star Wars Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But according to the metrics that I pulled, that episode hit really hard in um, in Utah. I don't know why, but that episode, it seemed like a week straight it was being downloaded by several people in the state of Utah. I don't know. I don't know. But... That is a true story. Cool. Well, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a great, there's a lot of great lightsaber battles. <laughs> you know, I'm always down with lightsaber battles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fun. And uh, so, yeah, I think that might be a good time to start talking about what we're here to discuss today, which is Batman. So how do you want to do this today, John? Uh, I think we should just go down the films. Okay. You know, yeah. see how they evolve and advance through through the years and stuff like that. So I quoted uh, Walt Whitman. I stole that from Dead Poets Society. That came out in 1989. <laughs> but there's another movie that came out in 1989. And that was Batman. Mm. Um, so let's start with the original, or Michael Keaton's Batman, or Tim Burton's Batman. How do you refer to it? Like, if you're like, oh, I like the Tim Burton Batman, or do you say, I like Michael Keaton Batman? Or I think, honestly... If when I refer to Batman, I think I, I think I just say like Batman or Batman eighty nine. Mm-hmm. I think is how I refer to it. I don't. I and then it'd be like well, Batman. I'm like yeah, you know, with Michael Keaton, the original Batman, which yeah. it wasn't the original, but it's it's you know it's it's iconic. And yeah, so I just say Batman. Well, I think it, it sit down a marker. And mm-hmm. So I feel like from that marker we can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Batman. 1989. Do you do you remember the first time you saw it? No. No. <laughs> no. no Thank you, everybody. This is a good time. <laughs> probably on TBS or something like that. I mean, I was born in 85. Mm. Uh, so 89 wouldn't have been in the theaters or anything like that. Uh, but it was, you know, I think everybody's familiar with like, there was only so many movies that were coming out or being shown and stuff. And that was a really good one and it kept coming out. So if it was on, you know, you watched it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, I loved it. Um, I remember back in those days, I never thought anybody, I guess to, to kind of backtrack a little bit, I can remember when Batman, uh, Batman forever came out with Val Kilmer and feeling like it wasn't quite as good as what I'd call the originals. Uh, and I remember thinking nobody could ever be better than Jack Nicholson. Uh, so those are some of my early thoughts. Mm-hmm. But how about you? Did you go see it in cinema? Or? I did. I 
Yeah, I think that's another like drinking game. Every time I, I claim that I saw a movie at a movie theater, you probably have to drink. Um, but I did. I saw this in the summer of 1989. I was in Bermuda. It was a summer summer camp. I don't know if it was like like vacation Bible school or or if it was just some other camp or whatever. But I, I, I saw it with a bunch of other 10, 11, 8, 9, 12-year-old kids and... It was fucking awesome. It, it, was, it was so good. That's what you are saying under your breath at this uh, mm-hmm. Christian Bible camp. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's cool. Yeah. I, um, I, because I, I knew who, I knew who Michael Keaton was because at this point I had seen Beetlejuice and I knew who Jack Nicholson was because, I mean, you know, I was a 10 year old kid in, in America. Everybody knew who Jack Nicholson was, even if I don't know if I had ever even seen a Jack Nicholson film at this point, I knew who he was. Um, but the, the opening score, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll just never forget being, I saw it in the little theater in Bermuda. We had at that time, we had four movie theaters on the Island of Bermuda. We had one on the, on the Navy base, the American Navy base. There was one on the, the West end of the Island called Neptune, but in Hamilton, the capital we had one called the Liberty Theater, which was the large movie theater. And then we had one called the Little Theater. I don't know what it's called now. I think it's called um, Specialty Cinema. But the Little Theater, it was, I don't know, maybe like a 150-inch like screen. But it would pack like 100 people into that theater. And I remember we like basically sold out that theater. And it was. It was, it, it was incredible. And I was hooked in. I had I had seen Superman, so you know I, I was familiar with comic books uh, or comic book he- uh, heroes and comic book characters. Now I never really read a lot of comic books. I like read Star Wars. Star Wars had like a comic book like series as a, when I was a kid, and I think I like read Archie comics for whatever fucking reason. I don't know, but my mom got those from my grandfather. I don't know, but long story short, you know I had seen Superman. I love Superman. But I think this movie came out after like Superman four, which even then I thought was terrible and, or maybe Superman three, which I thought was pretty terrible. But this movie, I thought, Oh, this is, this is legit. This is special. And yeah, fell in love with it instantly. Well, we watched it pretty recently, just getting ready. And, uh, it was a lot better than I remember. Like as a kid, uh, I don't know. You, I guess you remember the kind of fun parts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but Jack Nicholson's Joker is pretty dark. <laughs> he kills a lot of people. Kills a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't know. Let's talk about let's talk about Batman. I mean, what was some of your favorite parts in it? Was it the music? I mean, Prince was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfred. Uh, who, who? I don't know. What really drew you to the original Batman? Uh, just because, ooh, I mean, you just mentioned Jack Nicholson, and he's pretty dark. I just remember thinking Bob Gunn. Bob hands him the gun, and then he shoots Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob was like his right hand man in the movie. <laughs> he yeah. just like unceremoniously like shoots and kills Bob. Like like toward the end of the movie, I just remember thinking about that scene. Tracy Walter. Tracy Walter. Yeah, no, he's a yeah. Whenever I saw him, I was like, man, I feel like I've seen that guy in just about everything. Everything. Yeah, no, but great cast, right? Mm-hmm. Kim Basinger, right? Billy D. Williams is Two Face or you know, Harvey Dent, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jack Palance. Yeah. So um, yeah, just really fun. 
Robert Wool as the as the other uh, reporter. Robert Wool playing Arliss mm-hmm. on HBO many years later. But yeah. yeah, yeah, everybody was in it. Yeah, he got me as like a fun reporter, but he also has like that. Uh, I guess eighties. Um, I don't know if you want to call it like uh, he's kind of hitting on Kim Basinger the whole time, which isn't. I mean. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, hello legs. <laughs> hello legs. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's Kim Basinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice lady, right? Vicky Vale. Yeah, Vicky Vale. But uh, but yeah, anything that stands out above the others? Oh, I mean, movie? listen. So when I think of Batman, like again, Batman. That that's just how I refer to Batman '89. It it hits on all the all the cylinders as far as i'm concerned i mean michael keaton was fantastic i love i loved his batman michael uh michael goff or michael go i forget the the pronunciation of alfred he was so good um of course again jack nicholson jack palance just the the way that jack palance talks breathes and then jack nicholson's impression mm-hmm. of jack palance jack nicholson's impression of jack palance was so like iconic and legendary you are my number one <laughs> um the batmobile the the suit suit. yep because this was the first time to my knowledge that they they went away from like the gray batman suit Mm -hmm. into a black batman suit and so it was no longer like a gray suit with like blue and charcoal and whatever but now we had a black suit with like a yellow the yellow background Mm -hmm. yeah Makes it stand out a little bit more. Makes it a lot more cooler. Yeah, and to date, there's never been a, a gray Batman since. Like they've all been, they've all been black more or less, right? I mean, more or less. I was thinking about in some of the Schumacher ones, they might have had some silver or uh, or steel some steel color or uh, some nipples, which we might get to. Lots of nipples. <laughs> lots, lots of, of nipples. Butt, lots of buttocks. Lot, yeah, buttocks too. Yeah, yeah. but I do remember. Uh, this is recently hearing a story of, I think, I can't remember if it was Stallone or Schwarzenegger. I think it was Stallone who said that Keaton kind of killed the muscle bound uh, action star. Like mm. with this Batman, he kind of, uh, you know, all of a sudden those guys didn't have to be these big, strong, you know, uh, predator, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger's cast and stuff like that. Like they kind of, they were kind of hating on uh, Keaton a little bit, you know, because mm. all of a sudden he could be a regular guy. That's who Bruce Wayne is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a rich, regular guy who uh, can put on a nice suit that has some cool-looking abs, and you know, <laughs> all of a sudden you're a superhero. Yeah. Should we talk any about Batman just in general as an origin, and like the fact that his parents died at a young age? Yeah, I think. I, I mean, obviously, if you don't know the Batman story, do you do you want to do you want do you want to cover this? Do you want me to yap away or you know? Yeah, go I, for it. I mean, you've got like five thousand pages worth of notes I see in front of you. So, is there anything <laughs> that uh, that that you wanted to cover? Uh, no, no. I just if anybody had never seen the Batman's, it, it's probably important to know that his parents died at a young age. They're murdered in front of his eyes. Uh, he is wealthy. He he's pretty much comes from the the richest people who live in the city and. Uh, I think a part of him is just trying to make the world a little bit of a better place, at least for his community. And uh, he has to have a dual personality because if he's just one man, you know, you can kill a man. But if he becomes more than that, he becomes a legend. Oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah. 
your eyes glistened as you said that symbol you know (laughs) so uh you know when the police need help you know they turn on the bat signal and you get this big thing in the sky and uh that causes fear you know and uh crime's eyes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so but that's about it (laughs) yeah 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 i mean that that covers like the, the backstory in this movie what i like about this is the the opening scene in the film is something that parallels obviously his background, but it's not his background. It's some other kid mm-hmm. whose parents are being robbed and Batman saves that kid. And, and then we, in another movie, they do something kind of similar, but then in the 2005, you, you see Batman, you know, uh, what happens to his family and you kind of get it in this movie as well. But well, yeah. this one is fun because Vicky Bell is trying to figure out who he is. So mm-hmm. you get that scene and he beats the crap out of those guys. And mm-hmm. uh, even they did a pretty good job, but he's, he's, he's a pretty tough Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he just, um, there's this slow reveal of where he comes from and why uh, he does what he does. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought that was all set up well within this movie. Mm-hmm. I, when I also think of the 1989 Batman, I think of it as a VHS and it was a Christmas present I received from my, my aunt Laurie one year that I got this on VHS and did you get her anything? I mean, my mom would have gotten her something <laughs> probably, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you know, that's, there, there's a statute of limitations at this point. So I, I'm, you know, I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for, for maybe not get her anything, but I've spoken about my aunt Laura. She, she actually managed like movie, a movie theater when I was a kid and I saw a bunch of movies in the movie theater. And one year, I guess it would have been like Christmas of 89, maybe Christmas of 1990. I got Batman VHS and wore the hell out of it. And I remember the specific scene where the VHS like wore out. And I don't know why I didn't watch the scene more, but it was toward the beginning where like Batman, like right as he is rescuing that kid, he like jumps down the ledge Mm -hmm. and like, or like jumps down, you, you see his wings and then he flashes down and he's fighting those guys. And the one guy's like, who are you? It's like, I'm Batman. Like that part, for like it just ruffled on like my VHS and it was just kind of like skip and piss me off. But I didn't watch that scene more. But you know, you know, VHS, whatever. Well, that's kind of a cool idea. Where we're going to go down these and like the idea of the opening scene or like the identity of Batman and where mm. it's usually a scene where he goes, "I am Batman," mm-hmm. and it's kind of him introducing himself or in some uh, maybe different movies, like him becoming that character, right? Uh, I know in later films, they, it's like, is Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne or is Batman Bruce Wayne? Mm. Who is his real identity? Mm-hmm. And stuff. So uh, I think that's a perfect scene. Uh, one of the ones I always go back with is Jack Nicholson and him talking to Batman. He says, you made me, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's always a thing with Batman and his different villains is it's almost like as much good as you try to do. Sometimes it just turns out that there's always going to be somebody going against you. And so sometimes he's kind of fighting his own, like as much as he fights, he's creating his, you know, adversaries down the road. So I guess when I think of Batman, that's the one thing that always brings me back or what I think about is, um, you know, what kind of damage is this causing down the road? Yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, you reference that one specific line, but this movie does, I think of certainly of the original four films probably has the, the, the best dialogue. And of course, I mean, it doesn't hurt that you've got Jack Nicholson saying a line and he could turn something from 
where do you get those wonderful toys into mm-hmm. something that is just like, where does he get those wonderful toys? And it's just like, it just sounds great. And it's, you know, uh, some fun levity where, you know, uh, or this town needs an enema, right? Like different, his delivery and the way that he, 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 uh, he, he speaks in his vocal patterns. And again, his impression of Jack Palance screenplay for this movie is just really, really strong. That's the other thing I really liked about this movie was how Jack, they almost have like a boyhood jealousy of mm. each other. So even though they're grown ups and they're fighting against each other, they're almost like children. And Jack Nicholson's character kind of brings that out to life. Yeah, where does he get these wonderful toys? Right. Ooh, how, how, nobody told me I had that one. So, uh, so I love that. Yeah. Um, you'd, uh, and you've said it before. It's like a movie's only as good as, as its villain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of the things where, you know, Keaton does an amazing job and Jack Nicholson does an amazing job as well. And I think that's one of the great benefits of this movie and why it probably is a reason people keep going back to it opposed to other different Batmans in this is that it they're two adversaries that are pretty evenly matched. Right. I want to go back to that because uh, I just wanted to call out um, John quoting me is, you know, uh, an action movie is only as good as its villain. So there you go. Uh, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to coin that phrase, you know, <laughs> any, I'm, I'm, I henceforth demand, I don't know, like financial, um, I'm going to, I'm going to copyright that phrase. Basically yeah, yeah. the people who made predator should owe you money right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aliens, you should get some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it to you. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, of, I mean, if, if we're, if we're talking about this, this franchise of like this Cape Crusader or the Batman, if you will, it's a great movie to really begin because it does kickstart an entire generation because really, you know, I, I had kind of loosely mentioned Superman, but until this film, I mean, Superman started comic book series movies really, but they kind of fell into obscurity and nobody really knew what was going to happen with comic book films. And then this movie came out and it, it fucking like knock the like the doors off and there just potentials everywhere. This movie was a monumental hit. Critically, it was well respected. Now, before we transition into the like the other films, what I do love about this movie is that the villain actually gets top billing in the credits. It's not even Michael Keaton, it's Jack Nicholson who actually gets like top billing, right? The movie's called Batman, but the first person whose name you see is Jack Nicholson. Which is which is kind of cool. I think it is. He gets more screen time, right? Uh, well, I mean, you get to see his face more. You get to see his face. <laughs> you get to see his big old smile. Yeah, and he was a bigger name back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. Now we might very well come back to this 1989 movie, but for the sake of time, shall we just kind of you know maybe uh, move along? Sure. Okay. Yeah, let's go to Batman Returns. Let's return to the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, we get Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher mm-hmm. Walken. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got in that? Uh, you said, uh, well, shit, Paul Rubens has a cameo. He plays Danny DeVito's, uh, he, he plays whatever Danny, uh, Pennyworth, or Pennyworth? Was it Pennyworth? Uh, no. Cobblepot, Cobblepot. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred uh, Pennyworth. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Chester Cobblepot. So he plays, uh, uh, he plays his father. You, I don't even know if his father really has a line, but you see Penguin as as an infant in like his crib, and you don't even really see him. You just see his parents and how they respond to him. And that's Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman. 
It's funny. I have in my notes. I feel a little bad for Chester Copperpot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anybody else that really is of note? Maybe that I'm, you know, I, admittedly, I do watch this movie probably more than the original because this is a movie that I will turn on around Christmas because it's kind of a Christmas film. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like the other one was like a New Year's or Fourth of July style mm-hmm. movie, whereas and maybe that's something that Batman tries to do is uh, have them around seasons and stuff like that. But uh, so I was just trying to bring up the cast list for that movie, but I'm having trouble. Uh, but yeah, uh, Christmas movies. Tim Burton also does a lot of Christmas movies. Did we talk about Tim Burton at all? Should we give him or music any credit yet? I mean, we didn't I, even talk about Prince in the earlier one. I mean, yeah, I mean, we we probably should. We we probably should talk about about Tim Burton. I mean, this was his vision. Um, he, what he did with the first one and certainly the second one played very, very huge dividends, whether the film success or whether the film regressed, but the style that he had was very, very specific for the first two so much that when the part two didn't quite live up to the, the financial success of the original Warner brothers fired Tim Burton or really asked him to more so like step down as a result. Now that the first one, it made about $300 million in the box office uh, which really, really good. Where the second one made like 160 some odd million, and uh, although very, very profitable, I mean, at this point, this was a movie that was very much marketed, right? And Warner Brothers partnered with McDonald's, and and uh, they didn't sell nearly as many Happy Meals as they would have liked. And because of Tim Burton's vision, where it was a little bit darker, Warner Brothers said, "We we have to change this." I mean, we're kind of selling and packaging this movie for kids so we need a little bit more of a youthful tone and maybe we'll try you know we'll, we'll talk about the other films in just a minute but tim burton's vision up until this time when you look at his catalog of the movies that he had directed Wee's big adventure which obviously is still kind of a kid's movie very very kind of dark in 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 theme you just mentioned paul rubin and it kind of took me a second to, to figure it out but that's Wee. yeah that's Wee. for anybody who didn't know mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then you, you have Beetlejuice in there. You've got was Batman his third film? Like I'm trying to think, did he do anything? So he did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He did Beetlejuice. I guess this was his third movie. He had done. I mean, he had been on like the Disney lot, and you know he had done some shorts. But shit, maybe this because after after this movie, I guess he did. Um, Edward Scissorhands, and then he did Batman Returns, because when he was working on Edward Scissorhands, he did not do um, Nightmare Before Christmas. He only produced it. He wrote the story, but everybody like often thinks that Tim Burton is the director of the Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's not his. It. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not his. One thing that always got me with the Tim Burton ones, I always thought they were a bit darker than where Joel Schumacher took it. And 
when I think of it uh, as Gotham, I think it's a gothic film, mm. which I think of you know, being goth. I, of course, think of the cure and all those other people with black hair and black suits and all that other stuff. Listen, you can be a fan of goth and not have black hair. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this uh, you know, from experience. I'm very much a blonde haired uh, nerdy dude, but I love me some I love me some goth music. The Cure, Susie and Banshees, Joy Division, New Order. Well, New Order is more uh, uh, new wave, but and then you've got like Bauhaus. You know, what? I'm not going to turn this into a goth uh, goth thing. But so looking it up, it, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, Batman yep. Third, mm-hmm. Edward Ham Four, Batman Returns Five. I nailed it. Yep. So hundred hundred percent for me. You yeah. What do you get? <laughs> <laughs> A new car. Yay. A <laughs> uh, Batmobile, maybe? You know the other guy, I guess, like I super recognize on the list of Batman Returns. Uh, he played one of the Carney guys, Vincent Scavi or something like that. I don't know. S-C-H-I-A-V-E-L-I. Um, I think most people might remember from Ghost. He's the other ghost that lives on the subway who tries to, you know, teach... Oh, is that I, I didn't know his name. So like the guy like what I wouldn't give for one drag. You gotta get mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think that was the same uh same guy that also played a teacher in Better Off Dead. Yeah. Um I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's he's got really deep set eyes. It looks like he's kinda of hungover all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh but man, I, I mean, I, one of the things I was thinking about this is it's always tough. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this movie didn't live up to the Batman. I mean, it's hard to follow Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Like as great as Danny DeVito is. And I think a lot of our, or anybody who watches It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia love Danny DeVito or uh, you've probably read off a bunch more. It's also hard to follow Kim Basinger. But Michelle Pfeiffer did a pretty good job. I love me some Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah. You love her more. Well, uh, you don't like to get into uh, comparing people, but they're they're both nice ladies, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But But, good Catwoman, good Penguin. You had to bring in different villains, you know, and, but the Joker is a great villain. mm -hmm. So, um, you know, this movie, this action movie didn't have as good of villains in it. I mean, this movie has... I would. I mean, obviously, Jack Nicholson is Jack Nicholson, and he's the one of like the great. His Joker is one of the great, great villains. But this movie does a good job with uh, villains and numbers, right? Danny DeVito, I think, is fantastic as a penguin. Let me ask you this real quick. Sorry to cut you off, but I mean, Michael Keaton could take Danny DeVito in a fight. Do you think he could take Jack Nicholson in a fight? Jack Nicholson now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I think he could take Jack. I mean, I've, uh, let's get nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> More than nuts, let's get nuts. Yeah. Um, hmm. Ah, man. I don't know. You know what? I think... Now, Jack Nicholson looks like he's fucking crazy. I think he's he's always got a like, you know, something up his sleeve. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll kick you in the balls. Yeah, yeah, yep. he's scrappy. Yeah. Um scrappy Jack. But I mean, yeah, so I mean, obviously this movie has Danny DeVito, but it does have Michelle Pfeiffer who's rocking some like black like vinyl like ridiculous threads in this movie which she stitches because that's you know part of her thing um michelle pfeiffer was a goddess in this movie you know just fantastic i know that she had her 
her stunt person doing like the cartwheels and everything, but she was great. Her practicing with the whip, you know, she, she was fantastic. And her meow, you know, well, she was just so good. And then of course you've got Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. And even though he isn't a villain to Batman, he's a dick. And that's why like Catwoman is such a interesting character because she's not a villain in the traditional sense. Right. I mean, she's, she's kind of, you know, she's always been a character that, is kind of on the fence, kind of like a cat, you know, just uh, can go a little bit this way, can go a little bit that way. I like that. That's a good pun. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, Catwoman, hear me roar. Yeah. That was great interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Explosion. Uh, but yeah. Um, also, they all, all of a sudden kind of seem to have superpowers. I guess Jack Nicholson kind of has superpowers, but it seemed like he just survived something. But she survived a big fall and then started getting bit by cats. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these cats started eating radioactive things and all of a sudden she's like a super, you know, villain. But all of a sudden they seem to ha- start having superpowers. Like Dan DeVito, I guess he was born differently, you know, but uh, maybe that's a little bit more the fantasticalness that uh, hurt this movie in some ways. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Jack Nicholson did fall in like like toxic sludge and became Joker. You know, he... Yeah, because Batman pushed him. Uh, yeah, I mean, so really, who's the real villain here? <laughs> yeah, Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, radioactive cats. <laughs> but I felt like with Christopher Walken's character, there's always this element of a, a big, a kind of a, a crime boss guy. Like you got a, a villain who's kind of a superhero, as we mentioned, Jack, Danny, Michelle Pfeiffer, but there's always also this like low level guy who's uh, just like an Al Capone character and, or, uh, you know, works for overnight's crime. And uh, I kind of feel like that too. Um, Walkins is in this one. I agree. I can't think of any songs they had in this song in this movie that was good though. That's that, I guess that might have been one of my flaws. The music was a little bit less too. Mm, that's a really good point. Uh, just more on um, Christopher Walken for a second. I can't do a Christopher Walken. I, well, I can't really do any impressions of anybody. Uh, it makes me think of uh, David Spade, who's one of like these great comedians. He can't really do any like impressions, but he's got like a like home run impression of. Um, Michael J. Fox, like his Michael J. Fox is so perfect, but like everybody can do a Christopher Walken. I can't do anybody, but you know, I'm trying to think, no, I can't really do it. I can't do it. No, I'm not going to, but Andrew, please try. Try. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to humiliate myself, but he's got this great line when, when he's really pissed off at, at Selena where he's like, bottom line, she tries to blackmail me. Uh, bottom line, she tries to blackmail me. I'll throw out her. What is it? I'll throw her out of a window again. I'll throw her. I'll, I'll, oh, uh, I'll drop. I'll drop her from a higher window. Yeah, and just his delivery, like Christopher Walken's yeah. deliveries on everything, is really, really great. But yeah, he's like. Let me go off that. Like, I really like the Diddy DeVito Walken scene where he's just like, "Yeah, hey, what about your old friend? You know, here he is." <laughs> and he bites that one dude like in the face. Yeah, that's a funny one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah. But then he tries to like abduct all the kids and stuff, but I guess he's feeling bad that uh, because he was the number one son and mm-hmm. you know, nobody loved him. Uh, Can we talk about the fact that 
penguins live in Gotham, apparently, like in the sewers, mm-hmm. like sewer sewer penguins. I think we should. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like later DC with like Ben Affleck, like they uh, like Jeremy Irons has a part where he kind of goes, you know, remember when there were just penguins that blew up, and I kind of almost feel like they were referencing this mm, movie and stuff. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. No, I don't know. It's fun for the DC people. Yeah, fun. Like yeah, that. we'll be talking about another penguin character probably a little bit later. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, oh, music—that's where we were. Uh, we were next was music. Uh, yeah, this where the last one had Prince, and obviously there were. I mean, it had Prince. I don't think there the track. Although, like Bat Dance has a little bit of a hook, and then there was a song Trust in the movie. The, the songs in the original Batman really aren't that great, all things considered. And I love, I do love Prince, but at least they had something. Where this one, there wasn't any music. It was just, it was just the score. Well, and that's Danny Elfman, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, Danny he Elfman. Both these two. He so did. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk or if you like have a few words for Danny Elfman out there. He's a fucking legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got lucky. If it wasn't for Robert Smith of the Cure turning down the original Batman, uh, oh, you're jumping ahead. He turned down. Uh, he turned down Edward Scissorhands. Oh, because sh- that that came after. No, yeah, that one came before this movie. Right? No, no, Edward was his next film. Okay, it came. Oh wait, no. Well, let me rephrase that. Edward came out before this one, but it came out after the original Batman. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's pretty good. Not he's bad. Not, he's not bad. Not bad. So then all of a sudden, because McDonald's wasn't selling enough Cokes and stuff like <laughs> that, he just scrapped it. Um, and, they, and they said, Tim Burton, you're out. You're out. Yeah. This is the part where, well, you mentioned how, uh, you know, watching Superman and stuff like that. Around the same time between Batman Returns and then Batman Forever, Something happened with Superman and Christopher Reeves' character. Mm. He ended up going through a falling off a horse and changing. But I guess as a fan to me, I can't. I always wanted to picture Christopher Reeves and uh, Michael Keaton in a movie together. That would have been you know, great. In the beginning of a Justice League and stuff. So that would have been great. Um, that was ninety five. And, Lin- and Linda Carter as Wonder Woman too. I know she would have been a little bit older, but she still would have been banging. Yeah, well, Wonder Woman's older than him anyways, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, the next movie, Batman Forever, came out in 95. Like, do you have anything you want to say about Batman Returns or Tim Burton or any of those movies before I move on to Batman Forever? Uh, for for Batman Returns, we already we already kind of covered the fact that the movie didn't have the same type of financial success. I mean, it went I mean, it, it dropped. It still had really really strong reviews. Again, Michelle Pfeiffer crushed it. Everybody was blown away. I think there was like like MTV, like video music or video, like movie awards, you know, like everybody had Michelle Pfeiffer fever. And Did she get best kiss? I don't, I don't, maybe, I probably, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like probably just him, uh, her licking him. Um, what was that line with the mistletoe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But other than that, no, um, I did like the ending of the film. I mean, I, it, it's a fun ride. Like I said, I probably watch Batman Returns more than I do Batman simply for the fact that it's more of a Christmas movie. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I still have a bit of a Michelle Pfeiffer crush. So I, you know, I, I can go back and watch that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I don't blame you. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> 
Good that your wife doesn't listen to this. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, while we're on that, while John's gathering his notes, please tell your friends, like, listen, subscribe. And uh, if any of you are listening that know my wife, you, you tell her that maybe she should listen one time. Yeah, comments. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So Batman Forever. I mean, we got to start with Kiss by a Rose, right? Little Seal. I mean. I still don't know what that song's about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means. Like, I, I get kisses are like, you know, lovey and stuff like that. But like, Kiss by a Rose on, on the Grail. Like, what, is, what does that mean? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. The more of you and the stranger feels, yeah. Now that your rose is in blue, the light is the groom. <laughs> I don't remember. So I There's so much a man can yeah. tell, so much he can say. It's such a good song. Oh, <laughs> my fire, my pleasure, my, my pain, <laughs> baby. Did yeah. you know? The winner sings. <laughs> All right, I thank you. What, I don't know what any of those things mean. mean it just yeah. sounds like yes. lyrics. And, yeah. Uh, no idea. Yeah, I think that the song was written before the film, but the song obviously is synonymous with Batman Forever. Or, yeah, Batman Forever. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I just had to think about that for a second. You think the fourth one would have been Batman Forever. Right. Yeah, this is about, thought, I mean, but they they used up the good title early. <laughs> the good title that, that's what hurts Batman and Robin. Yeah, which they should have called this one Batman and Robin because Robin's in this one. Yeah. They, the fucking Schumacher just ruined the whole thing. Just yeah. even off, right off that. But anyway, the soundtrack. Yeah, it starts and ends with a kiss from a rose. Cool. I can't do impressions, but I can and do sing that song to myself, and I have no idea what I'm even singing or what it means. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, if you're listening, please. Break down Kiss from a Rose for us, please. Yeah, yeah, just let us know. Yeah. I, I would love to hear it. <laughs> also, who does Seal marry again? I feel like he might be the big winner of all the Batman. Yeah, they're divorced now, but um, I mean, he, but he. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Seal. Um, was it not Claudia Schiffer? Heidi, no. Heidi Klum? I th- yeah, Heidi Klum. Yeah. yeah German. Yeah. 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 He, he married up for sure. Not that he's, you know, uh, an unfortunate-looking person. No, just like Jack Nicholson, you got thrown some toxin and got his cheeks burned. Oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you know, so the, the soundtrack is crazy. That song was obviously nominated uh, for an MTV Video Musical Award. <laughs> The only award that matters. <laughs> I'm only going to reference MTV Video Music Awards from or like the movie awards, whatever it is. Um, but that song had that movie had another really big banger that I love, and that is a song that you two did, which was uh, "Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me," which has just such a great like opening guitar hook, and the music video is in like is like a cartoon, so that was kind of cool. Um, which "Kiss from a Rose" has like seal kind of like wearing like a white shirt and like part, like at some point like shirtless and just singing to himself. Oh yeah. Singing with your shirt kind of waving in the wind. Yeah. Big back then. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Space Jam came out and you got some R. Kelly. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know? But, uh, Fly like an eagle. Yeah. No, no. Is that what, was that one? No, it was, um, I, know, I might have to look it up, but that wasn't the main one. I mean, Fly like an eagle was on there, but it was, uh, Shoot, all my friends are going to kill me for not knowing this one. 
here and I just logged on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> While John is working on his computer, I'm going to be talking about the the soundtrack from Batman Forever, which is probably the best thing that that is this movie because the movie really critically wasn't very well respected. It had like a 32%. Audiences didn't care for it that much. It made like it was like a 39%. Although the movie did make a bounce when it comes to the box office, but it didn't make that much of a jump when you compare it to Batman Returns. So it did make more money. And it should be mentioned that when they they asked Tim Burton to step down, he was involved with the the hiring of Joel Schumacher as the director. So it, it was maybe the beginning of the end for Tim Burton when it comes to just, you know, like the promise of his career because of the fact that like, you know, the, the best shit that Tim Burton's done kind of like precedes uh, everything. And now he, he did have a couple wins. Right now I'm rambling. Are you ready? It was I Believe I Can Fly. I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah, That's that it. One, that was the big one. Yeah. yeah he's in a cornfield. Yeah. yeah. I knew there was Fly in there somewhere. Yeah. And I and I I knew it was a cover of somebody else's song. Well, and moving on, I mean, I imagine this movie came out in 95. I'd have been 10 years old. Mm. Uh, did you see this one in the theater? Yeah, I me too. Seen this me one. too. I can't tell you any memories. I, we we got popcorn probably. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember seeing it with my dad in Bermuda, nice. the Liberty Theater this time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I both love him. I do. Jim, we do. Jim Carrey. He's probably, okay. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. That's one of my guys. Nicole Kidman. Chris O'Donnell. Drew Barrymore. Uh, for some reason, they have John Favreau assistant. I don't know if he was like, you know, bringing Joe Schumacher notes. Or maybe, maybe. Like, yeah, but pretty soft cast. Pretty. Well, I forget. Ed Begley Jr.? Oh, yeah, Ed, Beg- uh, Ed Begley Jr. He played uh, Jim Carrey's boss. Wallace? And uh, who was Drew Barrymore's uh, Yang to her yen? Uh, uh, Debbie. Yeah, Debbie. Yeah, Debbie Mazar. Debbie yeah. Mazar. And I guess just because like, she keeps popping up. And uh, I feel like there's two characters who are across all four of the, the first films and stuff like that. Michael Goff. Yep. Do you name Commissioner Gordon's name? Uh, so Pat. Oh, Pat Hengel. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's applaud them for being able to transition well, you know? <laughs> applaud but, me for remembering Pat Hengel's name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really just remember Hengel. I told you Pat. You want to pat on back for that? <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I look at those people, it's like all those people are top you know, like A-list actors, especially back in those days. So, uh, yeah, just just pretty good. And yeah. I think just over time, perhaps things change. I imagine as a 10-year-old, it, it was fun and fantastical. And um, But, you know, you get older, you kind of like a little bit more realism, a little something a little darker. And so out of those four for a long time, I just kept going back to the original. Mm-hmm. I just kept remembering like, man, nobody like Michael Keaton's Batman. You know, Jack Nicholson's the Joker. Nobody could ever do Jack Nicholson. Um, I love Tommy Lee. God, I love Tommy Jones. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyways, we'll, uh, we'll come back to that when we talk about Lonesome Dove one day. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, again, the, the cast was, Huge. I mean, they, they they made a giant jump. I mean, they've only gone up when you look at this franchise from who they had in the first one to the second one to this one. And uh, it certainly showed in the budget as this one. The original had like a $40 million budget. The second one had a bump. This one had a $100 million budget, which in 95, I mean, that was a, a, shitload, of, a shitload of money. 
invested in. And, and there were special effects, obviously. You now had the uh, the Batmobile scaling the wall. Sure. Uh, but, I mean, it goes to the cast, how much money they were paying Jim not Carrey. A lot, not a lot of Batmobiles can do that. You mm-hmm. know, I, don't, I don't know if you want to think about Batmobiles, but that's pretty good Batmobile. Right? Ooh, that'd be interesting. We should start thinking about our favorite, yeah. favorite stuff. You think mm. we should bring that up and tell people? No, 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 no. I think I th- that, that's just kind of like foreshadow. Okay. So now, like, now it's a deliberate foreshadow. So people just forget that we just kind of hinted at something. But uh, Val Kilmer would, would, I think, was a good a good choice to replace Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton didn't want to do it. He didn't like the script. He didn't like that Tim Burton had stepped down. Mm-hmm. He wanted to change his career trajectory just because he had done this a couple times and. You know, tonally and tempo wise, it was a completely different type of film. So he said, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. One thing I, I guess I really thought that this movie brought out that was different was Batman having to uh, kind of go through a dual character. Like I think Val Kilmer was having, I mean, Nicole Kidman's character was a psychiatrist and Val Kilmer's character was basically having to deal with living a dual life. So to me, in some ways, it's more of a introspective, if that's a word, mm. but like uh, he was having to deal with that, which it's not always easy to put on film. It's a little bit easier just to, you know, do boom, pow, people mm-hmm. knocking each other out and stuff like that. This one was a little bit more of a, a mind film, but mm-hmm. I guess that's why you have the Riddler and the whole idea of like him sucking the thoughts in people's minds. Which, funny enough, kind of happened with, like, cell phones and stuff. <laughs> you know, like, his whole idea of it's like, oh, they're just going to, we're just going to gain information from all these people and stuff like that. Like, his little device kind of came true. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah. Just mind blown right there. Yeah. Um, I went on a little, like, mental journey just the moment that you mentioned Nicole Kidman's name. I forget basically everything that you said before and then after until you just mentioned like cell phones because i just went into thinking nicole kidman she was at the top of her game in this mm-hmm. movie as well and uh i think jim carrey was at the top of his yeah. game in that time I- yeah i mean nicole kidman's i think was a lot more fun to look at than jim carrey um especially in that green leotard yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Chris O'Donnell, he wasn't too bad to look at, right? For the ladies, nah, you know, nah. for the ladies. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell, handsome, handsome fella. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to think about it. any other notes. Huh? Yeah. Um, I I can't remember, and I apologize if he if you did say it. Like I said, I went into like a, a trance thinking of Nicole Kidman in that like that bed sheet um, in the movie, but mm-hmm. Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer as Batman again, perfectly cast. I mean, if you, you don't say that, he's blonde. He is. I know. I know. Uh, but I the reason why I really would say it is if you if you get a chance to watch the the Val documentary, I highly recommend it. it it's really good. It's really uh, very powerful. There's a lot of upsetting things that happen in it, but it gives you a really great insight into who Val Kilmer is as a person. But this is a this is a guy like his favorite superhero was Batman. He made countless like home videos when he was a kid with his brothers, and often he would play Batman. That was his hero, and uh, I, I love that. So when he got cast, he was super super excited. Now they had looked at other people to to take on the role they, you know, they want after Michael Keaton, they, they wanted to go a little bit younger. So several people like auditioned for it before they went with Val Kilmer, who I think was great. Unfortunately, Val Kilmer hated 
the experience. You know, I, I don't, I think some of it was script. The suit, right? But the suit, heavy. the suit was the biggest aspect for him is the fact that he, he really couldn't interact. He was in the suit for so much of the movie. Like in this case, like he was more in the suit than out of the suit in the film. So people v- saw very little of him and to get into the suit, he was in there forever and he couldn't really like react or show any, any emotions, which if you know the style of Val Kilmer is acting, he isn't say Jim Carrey, but you know, he, he's very expressive in the way that he acts. I mean, shit, anybody that's ever seen Top Gun, the, the, the teeth bit, I mean, or any movie that he's done, you know, Tombstone. Part, I think part of the reason why he got this role was, I think coming off Tombstone. it was coming off a of Tombstone, yeah. right? Yeah, he probably would have been around that time too, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was after, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. 95? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he was great. I mean, that being said, you know, create a little argument here. Uh, you have the scene where Chris O'Donnell's family dies and the Robin and stuff like that. He's not in a mask, he's in a suit and he's going, Harvey, hi, Batman. <laughs> right. Hi, Batman. But you know the the cinema, or you know, let's just let's just blame those old uh, people at Warner Brothers and stuff like that. They were trying to go lighter and stuff. So fucking suits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but either way, I'm, maybe he had his opportunities. But it's, it's just tough coming off those other really, as I mentioned, gothic kind of films in this lighter environment and stuff. Um, I guess for him to to really show his acting chops mm-hmm, and. Stuff. Mm-hmm. and I don't know. Tombstone's just so cool of a movie. Like it, it's pretty good, man. It's not bad. I mean, even it's not bad. Even Kevin Costner and uh, was it Dennis Quaid played uh, Doc Holliday in the Wider. Like that. That was a more authentic movie, but Tombstone just blew it out of the water just because of how cool it was. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know if I walked out or I just hit stop. I can't remember what what came first, but I'm like, I don't give a shit about Wider. Like that one. Like didn't care. If you made an hour, you'd still have two more hours to go. Uh, more authentic. Not as fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, similar to this. <laughs> uh, but uh, but not. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we get introduced to Robin and Chris O'Donnell was a big hit. I think you've, you've talked to different people who I think we're getting. Wasn't Keith Coogan a guy who was going up against Chris O'Donnell back in the day for roles and stuff? Or I mean, Keith would have been a little bit older, but I imagine they would have crossed paths on yeah. something. I on like something. He was the thing, and like everybody was having to go against him. So yeah, he was a, he was a heartthrob for a minute. Got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Two Face. I don't know. I mean, I think I was so disappointed in Tommy Lee Jones when I see this Two Face, but he's just he's got such a big suit and he's laughing all the time, and that's not how. Yeah, and he, like, he kind like of overacts. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he, he kind of like overacts in this one. I don't know if he, you know, I, I just totally this movie is you know, it is all wrong, but whatever the, you know, and the audiences didn't necessarily rate this one high, but they came out in droves. I mean, this movie was successful. Now granted it had to make a lot of money to like compensate for that hundred million dollar budget that they had. Yeah. I'm looking at $336.6 million worldwide, worldwide. Yeah. Like I think it was like 180 in the, in the U S so, and, but it did well on, like VHS and DVD, you know, so based on that success, the studio fast tracked a movie that they probably shouldn't have fast tracked. And that would be Batman four. And which is 
Batman and Robin. Do you have anything else you want to say about Batman before, uh, Batman Forever before we transition into the fourth one? I wanted to transition from uh, Elfman to uh, Elliot Goldenthal. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just uh, looking at some of his movies, Michael Collins, Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out in 95 as well. Um but uh, either way, just different composer and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Though that got some uh, some love and stuff like that. Interview with the Vampire, Aliens, Three. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did uh, Batman and Robin. So, um, you know, maybe that's a good way to transition to Batman and Robin. So. All right. So here we go. Batman and Robin, the fourth Batman, or otherwise called the worst Batman movie ever made. But you know what? This film, if nothing else... This movie is a massive cult favorite because it is the most ridiculous screenplay ever met. I mean, the movie was super fast tracked, but when you look at like quotability, everything, I mean, everything that Arnold Schwarzenegger says in this movie is nothing but pure gold. I mean, it's just stupid one liner after another. And I can't do an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, voice. Like I said, I can't do voices, but when you've got gems like, who killed the dinosaurs? Yeah, Uma Thurman. Ice in- Age. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Want to do that one again? No, no, no. Uh, Tonight's forecast. The freeze is coming. <laughs> uh, Chill to perfection. <laughs> Uma Thurman is the other villain in this. Let's kick some ice. <laughs> she has one where she tells Mr. Freeze. I'll help grab your rocks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, everyone. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just nonstop. It's it's just it's just uh, it, it, it's pure ridiculous. All the way to the buttocks. Uh, all the way to oh. the 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 nipples. All the way to like the Batman credit card that he has. Don't mm-hmm. leave the cave without it. Yeah. Uh, my God. Well, we shall say. If I remember correctly, Val Kilmer didn't take this role because he was doing the sync. That's right. Yeah. So they had to get a different actor, some hack. Yeah, some hack. ER. Yeah, like a television actor. <laughs> yeah, I, some dude that some dude that was on like like uh the facts of life and 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 Roseanne and another show called ER. Some dude These people have never heard of this person. Yeah, Are like we some, about Anthony Edwards? No, no, no. Like some dude with gray hair. They oh. went from a blonde to a gray haired dude. What was his name again? George? George, yeah, George something. Clowny? Clowny, yeah, George Clowny. Yeah. 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 So, oh, sorry about that. That's Clooney. Oh, Clooney. George, George Clooney. George yeah. Clooney. Well, I guess if, you know, Batman's supposed to be aging and theoretically be seeing as Alfred's there and Gordon's there, like we're on the scene, like this is a progression of a story. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have a guy with gray hair finally, right? Like he's an older Batman. He's getting married in this film. Uh, one of the big takeaways I had was how Robin's kind of like pissed off because, you know, he's not getting his dues. But um, because it was it because Alicia Silverstone was getting more attention. Was that it? Or I forget. I forget. Like, honestly, I forget the plot of this one. I remember like I completely forgot that Bane was in this movie because mm-hmm. Bane is just a complete like. Mm-hmm. oomph, like in this mm-hmm. just like no, like just there. Um, yeah, I remember a few movies like that, like a. Uh, Man, what was that game like a uh, Double Dragon or something like that that came out with a movie? I want to say, uh, but it used to be an arcade game and stuff like that. They made a movie of it, and like you just get this guy who's super jacked up with a big mask on mm-hmm. and stuff. But 
that was Bane. But yeah, um, I mean, Uma Thurman coming, like she's living in the jungle and she's figuring out these different, you know, jungle plants. And so the scientist figures out how to use those, uh, inject them into Bane and this character and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you also get this, you know, once again, like it just kept going further and further, right. with, like how unrealistic it was and comic boogie it was. So all of a sudden you got Mr. Freeze and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I guess he was doing a lab experiment and it, uh, trying to save his wife, you know, so he's kind of a good guy. But mm-hmm. Yeah. As I said to Lady Freeze before I pulled the plug, this is a one woman show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not really that good of a one. No, like it's just yeah. the movie's insane. And, you know, shout out to Uma Thurman. Um, but this came out in 97. Yeah. I did, not, I did not see this one in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were in the Navy, right? Not yet. Not yet. I was graduating high school. But I mean, this movie looked like a shit sandwich from like the start. I mean, nothing about this movie looked like it was going to be good. I'm trying to think of when Alicia Silverstone was in like Aerosmith videos. Is that like 95? 94, 95. Yeah, because yeah. Clueless came in 95. And I believe like crying, I was a, I would have been like a sophomore or junior in high school. So that would have been like, yeah, 90, somewhere between 94, 95. Were you crying when you saw that video? No. Yeah, no, I wasn't crying. And I like the 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 follow-up one that had Liv Tyler in it as well. Uh, Crazy, right? Uh, Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. yeah, because you had crying, amazing, and... I was dying when I met you. Now I'm trying to forget you. Yeah, that so that was the one where she where she like jumps off the bridge and you're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Okay. But she was attached to a rope and it wasn't and it didn't even I don't even think it was like a uh like a bungee cord. <laughs> but I didn't think it was supposed to be, but it must have hurt. But uh, yeah, so she yeah, so that's that was a peak Alicia Silverstone era was that that time frame from like ninety four to like ninety six. God, what a great album that one that one was by Aerosmith. I was just looking at the cast, and apparently Coolio was a banker in this movie. <laughs> oh my God, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie hits even harder than I thought it did before. Yeah, man. Spending most of his life living in Banker's Paradise. <laughs> Did you say Banker's Paradise? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be an older Batman. He's supposed to be getting married. I think that was one of the big things. In this. Was it L. McPherson? It is L. McPherson. Yeah. Julie Madison is the character's mm. name in it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, most same character. I think one of the big things to me is like, Alfred Pennyworth dies in this one. Like it, like that's the reason why Alicia Silverstone comes back to the house. Mm. Uh, but to me, I guess this is a bit of an end of the era, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't know where Batman was going to go, or we kind of thought it was all over and stuff like that. And those were the only four movies we had to compare to. I think a lot of people might remember who are of our age how there were three Star Wars, and then you know, like thinking like that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, so for a long time, I think this little era of the nineties or 89 to what, 97, this eight years span of four movies might be the only Batman's we ever get. Yeah. So we started comparing them between those four movies and stuff. And, uh, at least that's how I was. Yeah. And, and the thing is, this wasn't even supposed to be the end of an era. They, I mean, there was another Batman that was scheduled to come out. Joel Schumacher was going to do another one, but this movie tanked so hard 
that Warner Brothers scrapped and like, no, we're done. That's it. There was even talk of, of Warner Brothers doing like another Superman film. And it was going to be like there, there was even talks of like Nicolas Cage being Superman. But this movie tanked so hard. Like Warner Brothers, they're like, we're not going to do any more comics. We're done. That's it. 2.38 million dollars is tanking. Well, if it's a hundred million, you're only getting a fifty percent increase. Kind of. Well, I mean, the the budget was over a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and that two hundred thirty eight is worldwide, and and um, it, it made like a hundred million domestically. Right. So uh, 107, uh, 107 million dollars, like in the US, it had a 12 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that's critics. Audiences didn't even fare much more. It was like 16 percent. It, it was just it was laughed at. And I got 12 percent on Rotten Tomatoes on my computer. <laughs> didn't I just say that? Oh, they just said 16. That's the audience. The oh, audience. Sorry. Yeah. So critically, it's 12. And I think the audience says it was like 16%. So, okay. So people, yeah, people like said, this movie sucks. And Warner Bros. said, okay, we're done. And they were right. And they were right. <laughs> they were, they were right. right. And yet, I highly recommend people go back and watch it because if nothing else, you have to watch it just for Arnold Schwarzenegger, who at this point, he was not at the top of his game. You know, like his career... As, poor, as as a bummer as it is to say, his career started to go down when he did that movie Last Action Hero, which, you know, he he did a couple movies after, like he did like Eraser and a couple other other films, but they weren't of that success that he had in the eighties and 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 when he had um, Terminator Two Judgment Day, which was huge. It's hard. To, it's hard to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just became like a like a caricature of himself. And his last action hero, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Which, which I enjoyed. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's a, and it's a great, and it's a great fan, and it's a great idea. And I don't know if you know this, but the reason why that well, not the reason why, but Arnold Schwarzenegger had an opportunity to do two kind of like self, you know, facing films. One last action hero, another one. He was going to be in Hans and Franz uh, film. Do you know about this? I heard it on the radio yeah. in their car on the Dana Carvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're going to do that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've we've kind of been talking about movies where people are turning up to 11 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a better way to go, I take it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love Last Action Hero. I love the soundtrack for Last Action Hero. Like, what the hell have I? Uh, ACDC, right? No, no, that was Alice in Chains. Well, well I was thinking the. The main hit. From oh, the barrier, barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big gun. Yeah. Number one, big gun. I had a few of those action figures, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of action figures back in the day. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I mean, everything, everything went against it, and that was that was that was the end of Batman. That that killed that killed the air. I mean, and the bummer, the biggest bummer, as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that. These Joel Schumacher films, I mean, he did what the studio wanted, which was to make it more accessible to kids. Problem is, you know, in doing so, it, it took away a lot of the enjoyment and, and fun from the first two because now they were like all packaged into that, that same entity. And uh, for a long time, people didn't want to hear anything about Batman or anything. You know, it, it just it was it just kind of like killed it. Okay. Which uh, means, you know, there's a new century. 
But, you know, sometimes the best thing to happen in the world is a little time for us to heal, a little bit feel better, a new millennium to take hold. And I think before we do that, I think maybe we should take a break. Yeah, let's take a break for commercials. And <laughs> I think, yeah, we'll take a commercial break and we'll come back maybe a little bit even uh, a little bit more buzzy. We'll see. We'll see. I think we're going to we're going to take a, a drink from our sponsors. Yeah, let's get some shots. <laughs> break oh yeah absolutely i love it i did did you have a good commercial break i did our uh, commercial break was sponsored by delicious dinner and some tasty scotch cheers to you sir thank you what are we drinking we're really drinking a little japanese whiskey a little something called nika by the barrel it is from the the nika distillery somewhere in japan and it is smooth as fuck nice Man, sharp as a Japanese sword. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sharp uh, as a uh, as a samurai sword. Not I don't me, know. But, but the drink. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, where were we? Ninety seven. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Come on. Everything had kind of fallen apart. Warner Brothers is like, man, let's scrap. You know the comic book stuff. A lot of big things coming out in ninety nine. Imagine they knew what was coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars is going to sell more toys than Batmo- you know, Batman and Batmobiles and stuff like that. Right, yeah. So, I, I guess they went on a little hiatus till what, 2005? That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Now, what? obviously, the, 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 the comic book landscape had completely changed because, what was it, in 2000, X-Men came into the fold, and then... A year later, we had a little uh, another little comic book guy by the name of Spider-Man mm-hmm. that completely changed the game. I mean, X-Men was successful, but what happened with Spider-Man in 2001 was unprecedented. I mean, it was massive. So massive that they gave... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire won the MTV Video movie awards for best kiss yeah i mean kirsten Kirsten, yeah kirsten 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 Kirsten, yeah kirsten dunce we'll just say that yeah she's got a cool husband too he's from texas oh is uh jesse plemons from texas oh yeah yeah Yeah. he got uh on the friday night lights and stuff like that and anyways i didn't know he was in anything before breaking bad he played a character named Todd. Fuck you, Todd. Todd was the worst. But anyway, you need to watch that sometime. You will love Breaking Bad. I'm just letting you know. I've right tried. Now. I've gotten a few episodes in. I was at the part where Brian Cranston was like choking the guy to death. Oh, that's like, that's the second episode. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit extreme for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then if it's too extreme, then, you know, yeah. uh, then you definitely won't handle it because that is the easy parts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah, right. How many hours is that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 30, 40? Some, I mean, at least. At yeah. least. But uh, yeah, so obviously 2005 comes around and a filmmaker by the name of Christopher Nolan, who people you know might recognize from a film called Memento mm-hmm. and a film called, uh, not The Illusionist, but the other one. 
Not the, oh, uh, The Prestige? The Prestige, yes. Uh, and he also did a movie with um, Robin Williams uh, and and um, The Godfather, but not Marlon Brando, the other Godfather. What was his name? You had Robert De Niro and Hua. What's uh, Al Pacino? Al Pacino, yeah, uh, Insomniac or Insomnia. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to look at his IMDb and stuff like that, but it doesn't seem like it's in any kind of order other than his biggest movies. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Nolan. I mean, everybody knows who Christopher Nolan is at this point, right? I mean, in the year that we're recording and subsequently, you know, uh, in the in the future, yes, everybody knows who Christopher Nolan is. Not bad. Not bad. Has Not a bad. pretty pretty good pretty good career. He's he not just, only directs, he also writes, right? Writes, produces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I mean, they all have a kind of like a similar vibe in the sense that they're very, very to use the term, kind of like cerebral. You know, very like smart stuff. And he brought he brought intelligence in a way that we hadn't quite seen in a comic book film. Not to say that the other ones were dumb, because they aren't. But the the philosophy that he uses and the way that people communicate and the themes that, that he's using, it's a lot more mature than anything that we really had seen to this point, I think, in the quote unquote, like comic book cinematic world. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember going into these movies and just uh, once again, like when you judge them on the first four all of us, you didn't think anything was going to be better than Michael Keaton. And you might get something. Even even the Amazing Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire is a bit fun. A mm-hmm. uh, lot more lighthearted than the original Batman was. But that's kind of the direction I thought they were going to take it. And I found that it was a lot more like the original Batman, a lot darker, a more real. And uh, I guess in 2004, 2005, I was graduating high school. So 18, 19, I was right up my alley. So... Um, I was thoroughly impressed, extremely excited about where it was going to go. It was called Batman Begins. Not bad. No. <laughs> one thing that I like is he. I feel like he had time. Like he understood like he was going to have maybe a trilogy or so. I mean, why would you call something Batman Begins? And you know, you got to have Batman ends at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, yeah, I just love the way he did it. I thought a lot of what he used was like. I mean, they look like iconic shots. Uh, it's just a beautiful film in uh, in the shots he used and and uh, how he brought these characters to life and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the production value was it, it, it was it, it was unlike anything we'd ever seen. Just to keep it within the framework of a comic book movie, and that's not to take away what Sam Raimi did with with Spider Man or what Richard Donner did with Superman in the seventies or Tim Burton. I thought Richard Donner was like a murderer. No, that's Jeffrey Dahmer. That's Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have to think about it for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you know Tim Burton in the you know late '80s, early '90s with his Batman. But what Christopher Nolan did it was just something that was unreal, just mm-hmm. unflipping believable. And uh, yeah, I mean the 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 shots that uh, Christian Bale did with Liam Neeson and uh, the. Japanese guy whose name is escaping me. Ken Watanabe or Watanabe Ken something or another. Yeah, you're pretty cool. I mean, I think you, you kind of got it. Maybe the pronunciation is different, but Watanabe. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Watanabe. Razawu. They have him down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, everybody. Everybody. Obviously, the cast on this one as well is 
Sir Morgan Freeman. Not bad. Oh, this is our introduction to Lucius Fox because at this point, you know, this is the first cinematic film that we that we had with that character. I'm curious because we mentioned Tobey Maguire. Oh, maybe I'll look it up. When Cider House Rules came out, because mm. uh, I was Tobey Maguire, my Princes King. of New England, and uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, he, I think he won the Academy Award that year and stuff. And Toby? No, no, no. Michael Caine. Oh, okay. As the Doctor. Gotcha. Supporting actor and stuff. But Liam Neeson, Gary Oldman. Uh, anybody who's a Sons of Anarchy fan, I know Mark Bo- Mark Boone Jr., uh, Tom Wilkinson, shoot Joffrey, if Joffrey Lannister from Game of Thrones. Was yeah, in that's that. right. Yeah, Mark Boone Jr. was also in in um, Memento as well. He was the guy that ran the the hotel that was uh, renting out more than one room to the the, the hero in Memento. But because he had short-term memory, he wouldn't know that he was renting more than one room. So he was double-charging him. Anyway. Guy Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. Guy Pierce. Good movie. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Listen, like we're we're an hour and change into this, and we've we're, we're only on our fifth movie. There is like 15 of these. So I think with this series, we'll probably we'll kind of go through because with these movies, there's so much to unpack that each individual one of these would be a movie by or a podcast by itself. So we're just doing kind of the cliffs notes for these and probably the cliff notes for like the Zack Snyder stuff until we get to the, uh, the Matt Reeves one that just came out, right? The Batman. The Batman. Yeah. But it's fun. You got Scarecrow, you know, yeah. out Ghoul, so we get introduced to two people, two villains we haven't seen. Brand before. new villains. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think you get a, a little bit more of also like, cause you had the time and like a whole, I watched it recently. You, he doesn't put the Batman suit on until an hour into the movie. You get this whole backstory, which is really good. A uh, little bit more in depth with his father and how the influence he had on him and stuff. How he learns to fight. Yeah. Which so. we had never seen either. You know, you just you just accept that Bruce Wayne is a badass like fighter. But we, we saw how he was trained and how he became a fighter. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with this... It, it just it just knocked it out of the park. It really reset it and uh, got everybody excited and back on board. Where kind of like Casino Royale or the new Star Trek that came out years later, um, it just was a revamp, reboot, and everybody was on board with it. So, and, and if you were one of the people who wasn't on board, uh, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to speak for you. But yeah, no, it was extremely exciting. Loved it. Um, Love Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Um, His little, little like Fu Manchu that he's rocking in this movie is pretty wild too. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan, is he English or? It, it, it's weird because I want to say yes and his brother Jonathan, but you hear his brother Jonathan talk and he has an American accent. And I, so they're, yes, yeah, they're English. Yeah. But. So they cast an English man as Batman. Right. The villain is a Scotsman. Mm-hmm. The other villain. Villains, a uh, what Irishman? Yeah, Dan Murphy. Yeah, uh, yeah, very typical. And your and your Alfred is also uh, English. My, my name's Michael Caine. My name's Michael Caine. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, and you're, you know, and the love interest is an American, so you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you had yeah, exactly. You had Joey from Dawson's Creek as the love interest. Yeah, what's her name? Katie Holmes. Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Tom Cruise's baby second, mama. Second wife. Well. It might have been his third because I think he was married to Mimi Rogers, who is an actress. By the way, if you're hearing these thuds, it's my dog. He's really excited right now. So you're probably hearing some thuds in the background. That's my dog having fun with a rope bone. But I think he was married to Mimi Rogers. But if not, he dated Mimi Rogers. 
And then Nicole Kidman, he was with Nicole Kidman for a while, a long while. Mm-hmm. And then Katie Holmes for a while until no longer. Yeah. 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 He's not bad, bad either. Maybe he'll be in a Batman one day. Maybe he just turned 60. Unless you're listening to this in like 2025. And in that case, he's well over 60. Like I, I, I do that. I, I kind of like timestamp some of these, but like, you're probably listening to this in the future. And it's so like numbers mean nothing, but whatever. Yeah. Christian Bell's 48 right now. And, uh, that's not too far off from 60. Hey, John, what are you watching tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but yeah. Uh, but no, fantastic film. Batman Begins was amazing. Uh, I felt like, I guess, one of the big underlying things was vengeance versus justice. Mm. That was one of the things he's struggling with. But it's just cool to see him fight. Um, I think probably one of the biggest things I liked in it was a little foreshadowing where he comes home to Alfred Alfred's so great in this because, you know, it's Michael Caine. All, all the Alfreds are great. But, you know, he says, like, he's like, I would tear it down brick by brick in the movie. It all comes down. And mm-hmm. at the end of it, he goes, we'll rebuild it. Mm-hmm. You know? But there's also this other little subtle thing where Michael Caine's telling him, he's just like, he's like, yeah, your great grandfather used to use this for slaves mm. to move from the north, which makes me think Gotham is actually a southern city, you know, because why would they be transporting them? To the north. Well, it looks like we've got a special visitor. That is a great question. We are going to put this one on a timeout as my lovely, beautiful daughter has just returned home from a adventure with a grandparent. So we'll be back after another commercial break. John, did you have a good commercial break? I had a great commercial break. Me too. Me too. What'd you do? Well, I took my daughter. uh, Well, my daughter first came home. Uh, She was out with her grandparents this evening. She went all over. They they discovered a place called Bucky's that we have here in Georgia. Have you ever heard of Bucky's? I only know the Bucky's from Texas, uh, which is a convenience store. It's probably one of the best ones you use a restroom in if you really need a fart. Bucky's the place to go. <laughs> Obviously. Do you have Whataburger yet? We do. Not, awesome. Yeah, not here. Not yeah. here. Not in Atlanta. Do you guys have Chick-fil-A out there? We've got Chick-fil-A, but they're closed on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes, it is true. Here uh, too? Yeah, here too. Oh, yeah. good. You know what's funny? When I was a kid, um, when I was a kid in Naples, Florida, we my mom would take us to the mall, but she worked during the weekdays. And... And so the only time we would ever go to a mall when I was a kid was either a Saturday or Sunday. And I think we had been there on Saturdays and Chick-fil-A used to do like little like free samples. And I fucking loved it. I loved getting free samples. But then there was like this stretch of like, I don't know, like a year and a half that we only went to the mall on Sundays and it was never opened. And I just remember being like seven, eight, nine years old. I'm like, are they ever going to find another business to go in this fucking spot? Because it's obviously closed. Like, why do they still have the signs for Chick-fil-A? Because I had no concept that they were closed on Sunday. I never knew that Chick-fil-A was in the mall. 
Oh yeah. 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 That's actually yeah. a thing. Yeah, and f- yeah, there's actually this whole great bit. Uh, what is it called? It's unforgiven, unforgivable, unforgivable. I think is what it's called. Unforgivable. That's that what people say. Yeah. Do you have a favorite sauce? Do I have a favorite sauce? Like Chick-fil-A sauce is obviously a good one. Polynesian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's my backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their honey mustard is okay, but no, it's the Polynesian. Anyway, yeah, so Chick-fil-A, they have a big, big following in, in the mall, but of course they, they shut the gates on Sundays because they're not open. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's the Lord's chicken, right? If you say so. Yes. Yeah. Or Jesus chicken or something. I <laughs> yeah. think is a phrase. But anyway, so my daughter came home and I took her to bed and, and that was only like five minutes ago. And yet I'm somehow far more intoxicated than I was five minutes ago. So whatever. Yeah. There's probably all those joke shots you took. <laughs> hey, you know, what, what, what can I say? Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. Good stuff. Um, where were we? We were talking about... Batman? Yeah, Batman, I think. Batman, we, Superman, Batman. Yeah, we had Batman, not Spider-Man, but Batman. Yeah, we were talking about Batman. We were on Batman Begins. We were basically wrapping up the story of Batman Begins that it starred that one guy from Newsies and... Santa Fe, are you there? <laughs> yeah. And- and Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey from Dawson's Creek was in it. Sure. Yeah. The guy from Cider House rules. And uh, the love interest in Jaws for the Revenge. Dude, Sirius Black was in this Sirius movie. Black yeah. was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy, the driver. Jessica Tandy? No. Oh, Morgan Freeman. Yes. No. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a driver. Yeah, yeah. That was was a good. It was a good flick. It was a good flick. I I remember when I saw it, thinking, "Man, this is really good," but also being really pissed off. If you're hearing a noise right now, my dog is getting in a fight with books or something. I don't know. Right now, John is getting a fight with the dog. It was a cardboard box, people. Cardboard box. Yeah. And cardboard uh, box one. I remember being pissed off at the end because. You know, Grant, I love Gary Oldman. I love Gary Oldman. I've I've gone on record many a time and saying that Gary Oldman kind of reminds me of my father. But what I didn't like was this this uh, business card, or rather a regular card, and it was the the Joker card. When we got the hint that the next upcoming Batman film was going to feature Joker, and I'm like, how dare you? Oh, I loved it. How dare you do another Joker when we had Jack Nicholson? Because you're, you you can't you can't top Jack Nicholson's Joker, or can you? No, I was the same way. But you know, obviously Joker's coming out. I'm like nobody can beat Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Like I, we talked about that on the Batman. But uh, but Heath Ledger killed it. He destroyed it. He, I think he's a better Joker. Um, and I, maybe we'll just take a moment. I'm going to take a little drink and, uh, I can't pour it out on your floor, but no, if I you, could, you I, did that last night. I, yeah, 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 there you go. Uh, but, uh, if I could pour one out to heat, to heat, I would, you know, uh, rest in peace. I hope he's in a better place right now. Uh, but, uh, I remember being blown away by dark Knight, uh, by the dark Knight. Do you remember where you were the first time you saw it? 
Yes. I know where I was. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2007 or 2008. Do you know? Uh, 2008. This movie would have came out in 2008. I think, sp- was it, would have been May of 2008? Uh, it seemed like it was around summertime. Mm-hmm. That, those were my heydays of 6th Street and stuff like that. Mm. At the time, so I would have I saw- pre-game pretty well for it. I'll tell you my story. Oh, yeah, you share it, and then I'll, then I'll uh, try to do the math and figure out when the movie came out, and I'll share mine. Yeah, so... After uh, I had a buddy call me up randomly after hanging out and stuff like that. But, Clay? Uh, was no, it Clay? Rob. Rob, okay. Rob, yeah. And he told me he had a ticket for the midnight show at the IMAX. Ooh. I still got the ticket stub. Still, I would say the best movie I've ever gone to, seen, loved it. Um, but uh, 2008 was uh, the year that it came out. But Does it have the month? Um, uh, not right here in front of my computer, but I'm I'm gonna look that up right now because I need to know. So I you're, need to know. I 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 need to know. But uh, the opening scene, right off the bat, like breaking the glass and stuff like that, the bank robbery scene, got me so many vibes of heat and stuff like that. Uh, I was pumped, jacked up, but you, you're talking about the card and stuff like that. Like each of the Christopher Nolan Batmans always have like a bit of a cliffhanger and it, it left you wanting to see the next one. And, uh, so I love it. It's still my all time best going to theater first night, opening night. And we'll see this is the Bob Bullock's museum, IMAX, big screen. And, uh, that's my, my best. Right film experience of all time. So I remember that I saw this movie in 2008. I don't remember when I saw it in 2008, but I remember the scene. If there's one moment, my one takeaway was the, even though I didn't see it in IMAX, that one takeaway where we saw a a semi truck basically be interrupted by a dog no um where that the semi truck like flipped sure. over yeah a wh- big production yeah. yeah 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 yeah. i think there's a lot of talk during the movie about how he was shooting it what kind of cameras he was using maybe you have a little more insight on that and stuff um i mean at that time i was just blown away that this guy was actually writing and, and directing and stuff but um it was extremely exciting to me and um but yeah, no. Nah, um, it was a great film. It, one it was, of the big things I remember taking away from it, because one of the first things that in the first film, Batman Begins, I really liked was how early on when young Wayne's riding through the the town, like it looks really prestige. Later on, it looks down. In the back end of it, there's a lot of darkness. This one starts during the daytime, and a lot of it's during the daytime. So, mm. from a stylistic point, I really could get, understand like Batman's kind of winning. Like, there's this light and darkness, and this movie had a, more, a lot more light to it, at least on the, at the beginning part of it. And that, I'm really leaning over to Rob and just going, going like, hey man, look at the daylight and stuff like that. Like, that, that, that's showing that like this is a better place than it used to be. And I think that's another thing Nolan really did was bring the city into it as a as a character in itself, and um, what I was excited about. I love that. 
What you said also kind of reminded me of another little call out is we had Joey from Dawson's Creek, uh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes was in the previous one. Mm -hmm. This film, we have the same character in Rachel Dawes, but we have now transferred from going from Katie Holmes to uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Not happy about it. No, not a fan? No. Once again, we don't need to say who's a better actress and stuff like that. I'm a guy who really likes consistency and mm. the series is entire consistent. And I really thought Katie Holmes did a pretty good job. I didn't like the way she kind of kissed him at the end. It's just like, oh, <laughs> but you could also, you know, you're not Bruce Wayne. You're just really Batman. Uh, but I also like, like the character of Rachel isn't that, you know, deep of a character, I suppose. And I think Katie Holmes could have pulled off Rachel in the second one. So uh, I was a bit disappointed that she wasn't in it. And Maggie Gyllenhaal also, at that time, she was really taken off. I've seen a lot of other stuff where I guess I thought she probably did a better job. Or, you know, she just she was doing such a good job in other roles. So I I don't know. I just I didn't like the switch. That was if I could have one particular movie, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm. It's not that her as an actress. It's just I guess to me, I, I just like the consistency more and I would have been, I just wish it wouldn't happen. I wish this wish wouldn't happen. I know that maybe some critics might think she's a better actress. I'm not saying that, but uh, either way, that that was the one switch maybe that happened. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I'm with you to a fault uh, uh, in that I also like consistency. I hate when we get a shift. You know, I understood why we went from Richard Harris into Michael Gambon and Harry Potter because obviously Richard Harris passed away. And mm-hmm. when you get, when you get scenarios like that, and obviously going from Katie Holmes to uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, very, very fundamental shift. Well, you like Elizabeth Shue, but you, you didn't like that. She got switched over in Back to the Future. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I consistency. And I understand that the, uh, the original Jennifer, I can't, I, I feel horrible that I'm forgetting her name right now. I've got, I've had way too much, uh, scotch and vodka tonight, but, uh, those jello shots will get to you. Man. Those jello shots will get to you. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, consistency. So when you, when you change, when you change something midstream, it feels a little weird. I personally prefer Maggie Gyllenhaal as an actress. I love her. Uh, her her performance in Secretary was really good. And I thought her performance in this movie was really good. The problem is I had already been I had already seen Katie Holmes in the previous one, so I already had my mindset, okay, well, this is that. So you get this different vibe entirely, and they're completely two different actresses and two completely different sensibilities in the way that they perf- uh, and portrayals that it's a different character. It's a different character. It's a different character. It's a different, different character. So it did take me out a little bit where I'm trying to like, wait, I'm supposed to pretend it's the same person, but it's not. And yet I have no issue when <laughs> every couple of years there's a new actor playing Bruce Wayne. That's not a problem, but Rachel Dawes in the same franchise, a different actress. It does throw me for a loop, but, 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 but I will say the character Rachel Dawes was far more interesting in the dark Knight than Batman begins. And I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is a better actress, but as far as a character is concerned, 
you know, Joey from Dawson's Creek is Rachel Dawes to me. And even though I don't think she's a better actress and, and Katie Holmes does that thing where she talks out of the side of her mouth, which I've never been able to get over. It's part of her, her thing. She literally like talks from the, the side of her mouth. And it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. doesn't mean that she's a bad person. I'm sure she's wonderful. Anyway, I'm going on a side tangent. Yeah. You know what? That opening scene is fucking incredible. Yeah. Just to go back to, uh, Holy shit. It wasn't a comic book movie. This was now, we are now getting something that Michael Mann, the director of Heat, can look at and be like, oh, this is better than my getaway scene in Heat. Because it was the best getaway crime scene I think I, I have seen in years. This is the best crime film. We, we talked about this as a as a comic book movie, and we are not – I just want to let you know as listeners, we are not going to do this movie justice for a podcast because it's impossible. Of all the films that I've covered on the 75 episodes, The Dark Knight is probably in the top five best films covered. Just don't have enough time to get into it. So we're just going to cover a little bit this, that, and the other. I just want a little segue because – Holy shit, this movie is, it's perfection. It's perfection from the opening credit. The writing is great. You mentioned Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was so good, he got an Oscar. But I also go back to, and I wrote a blog once upon a time about this, and I might, if I can find it, I'll revisit it. Maybe I'll edit it, or maybe I'll create another one. Uh, repost on your website. Yeah, which we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about, because I don't even know if we've even mentioned the website. You know. Um but what I like about the scene also, you mentioned Michael Mann. I think, uh, what's that, William Finch? Yeah. Yeah, he's in that scene too. He's got the shotgun, which is cool because later on the Joker's using the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Like, but also the dialogue with it, like, because the characters keep talking. It's like, have you heard about this Joker guy and stuff like that? So it's like. The narrative is really progressing. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, so you're getting, you know, I mean, visually being shown some really cool stuff, but you're also being, you know, told a lot of really cool stuff too so uh yeah i mean amazing first parts and stuff like that and then picking up off the car it's just a, a great segue great intro yeah uh, and he is a squealer yeah. uh like it's just uh, you know just to go into it but what i wanted to say real quick while i had the opportunity is i i said it i, I may have said it in a podcast before but a movie is only as good as its villain and and I don't know where, where I've said that before, but I've said that somewhere. But this movie has a really great v- villain. But the only way Joker truly works in this movie isn't Batman. Like, he's playing off of Batman. But the only way this movie really works is if you've got a great character to play a great fucking foil. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Eckhart's Two-Face is the perfect foil the reason why Heath Ledger's Joker works isn't just Heath Ledger's performance, which is fantastic, and he's so good. But the reason why it works is because you see someone else's actual fall from grace and how he manipulates somebody to completely end actual good. Like, he he breaks the one character that actually is true, because we know that Bruce Wayne is flawed. We know all the issues that Bruce Wayne deals with. 
but we now are introduced to somebody that is good and wholesome and believes in Gotham and he does everything. He, he, he confesses to being Batman to protect the city. He does everything. He stands up. He does everything. And what does Joker do? He, he, he takes everything away. He breaks him. He takes away his love and he turns him into villain. And I know that Joker is the villain of this movie. And you think the hero of this movie is Batman and he is, but the, the love loss of this movie, it's not right. It's not the death of, of Rachel Dawes in this movie. The, 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 not, not the femme fatale, but the, the, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. The, the, the tragic, the tragic here, the, the, the sad moment isn't the, the death of Rachel Dawes, which is very, very sad when they have that moment. And again, Maggie Gyllenhaal is fantastic. It's the moment in the hospital when Aaron Heckard is completely broken and he turns his face and you see two face where like literally half of his face has been like burnt out of him. And you see this guy that is a fraction of who he was. This, this guy, the real Gotham savior is now somebody that's just given up and said, fuck it, burn everything to the ground. And when you compare that to Tommy Lee Jones, who I would argue Tommy Lee Jones is probably a better actor than Aaron Eckhart, but Aaron Eckhart in his performance of Two-Face is something that brought real weight and heaviness and reality to this film that to just elevate it. We, we, there's a term that comes to like horror films in modern day, like elevated horror. It's no longer just like campy bullshit. It's horror films with a plot. This is elevated comic book. It's not just a comic book movie. This is something that is bringing real nuance and real human emotions. And you, you see how, how somebody can just destroy a person and destroy their entire psyche. And that's what made me look at this movie going from, this is a really good fucking film, oh, to, oh, this movie is an actual fucking masterpiece. This is the movie that is going to be studied in schools for how do you do a really good crime movie? How do you turn a comic book movie into something that will resonate with everybody? And so that's just my little like five minute monologue on Heath Ledger is perfection and he deserves his Oscar, but I don't think he gets his Oscar without Aaron Eckhart's performance. Yeah. I think Aaron Eckhart had won an Oscar pretty recently for that for uh, thank you for not smoking. Am I wrong on that? I think he was nominated for something. Um, now, thank you for, thank you for smoking was Again, fucking perfect. I, I mean, I love Aaron Eckhart. I mean, should I go back to Aaron Brockovich? He was great in that too. That's Tom Lee Jones. Love him. But as Two Face, like he's not a city boy. Aaron Eckhart plays a better city boy. Mm. Uh, but there's something that I go back to in Batman Begins where he's trying to, like, when he's like, I want to find something to scare people, something elementary. But a lot of it's about revenge versus justice. So what Batman is looking for is justice. What Joker's looking for is chaos. Aaron Eckhart really in the thing with Two Face is it's what's fair. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's what two, you know, it's like he's two faced, but like it's it's about like it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, you know, flip a coin, you know, and it's just like it is what it is. So he's that counterbalance. And I think that's what you're kind of describing. Yeah. He's 
I'm foil. Maybe, you know, we, we talk about yin and yang. Yeah. He, he's that middle I've line. Never, I've, never, <laughs> I've never heard that phrase on this podcast. <laughs> he's that middle line in between the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. you know, between chaos and justice. He, he is balanced, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, balance. But, uh, but he's driven to a point. And, uh, but Heath Ledger, yeah, I mean, his role, and he's an Australian. So, like in the first ones where he had a Scotsman and Irishman trying to find an Englishman, now he got an Australian. That's a crazy guy. So, I'd like to take a little minute to talk about Heath Ledger and how he was way better than Jack Nicholson as the Joker. <laughs> my favorite scene, the scene that got my blood pumping, is the scene where uh, all the mob bosses are meeting. Oh, the magic trick yeah, scene. Yeah, the magic trick scene. You know, you want to see a magic trick, and he puts the pencil down, the guy comes over, just slams his head against it's, the table, boom. It's gone. Let's not get this blown out of proportion. Yeah. But no, he, he just was always smarter. But the other thing I love is just how uh, everything he kept picking up. Um, I mean, he, he brought that the henchman in or whatever, he takes over the crime boss guy. He snaps the pool cube, throws it on the ground. And he goes, we can only have one guy. Y'all fight it out, you know, and just snaps it. You know, just like everything is so ruthless. Um, but um, you mentioned the um, the chase scene where the, uh, uh, what is it? The semi-truck flips over and stuff like that. But you see all the guns he's using. That's where he used the shotgun and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just... Uh, and that's where I guess I want to credit Christopher Nolan for that kind of stuff. And just like re, it's it's not like they they had an absence of props and stuff like that. They understood the Joker, you know, would use these things again and stuff like that. So to me, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, even just talking about it now, maybe we can people can hear my voice, but it just fuels me up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, a mm-hmm. man who is uh, he's not in it for the money, man. He's in it for the thrills, uh, and you know, he just. I don't know. I guess he wanted the challenge of Batman. I mean, Batman was supposed to be this good knight and stuff like that. And uh, Aaron Eckhart was going to be the white and shining armor. And he just brought him down. Um, And he didn't get Batman, but he did get Harvey Dent. Um, Um, I love that. What is great is, and it's a line that other people have used, and great villains never think of themselves as villains. They think of themselves as the heroes, right? They, they, they justify their position. And Heath Ledger does a great job. And his eccentricities and his performance is fantastic. But if you just stop for a second and just listen to what Heath Ledger is saying, he really doesn't say anything wrong in the way like he's, he's not too far off the grid from Batman's perspective in that everything he says technically makes sense there. He he justifies his perspective and there's this gray area. And we, we just know that that he's fucking fucked in the head because it's Joker. And that's one of the great things about Joker is when we look at whether it's literary villains or cinematic villains, Joker's almost always, always included, almost always included he he's up there with your Darth Vader's. I mean, it's we we talk about Jack Nicholson, but shit, even before Jack Nicholson, there were other Jokers that were you know that were great. Shit, even somehow Mark Hamill turned a cartoon Joker into the most menacing character. It's just a very very rich character, and and it, and it translates well because 
Joker in his insanity does a great job of tapping into humanity in the worst parts of our humanity. And that's why it works so well. He's, he's completely crazy and we all know he's crazy, but it's that insanity that we're, we're able to find elements of ourselves within, which makes it really fucking terrifying, which makes it really great that Christopher Nolan uses that in kind of like the, not the barge, but that, that boat scene when he's got everybody mm-hmm. in there and utilizing that chaos that mankind is going to fuck off each other, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, prisoners or civilians, who's going to kill who? Because if the civilians blow it up, then aren't they guilty for killing prisoners? But doesn't everybody expect the convicts to do that to the, but neither do it because that's the hope Batman brought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The only other thing I guess I'd want to touch base on based on with the Joker is the scars and how he tells two different stories. Does he do two or does he do three? I thought it was just two. He he tells one he tells one to Rachel Dawes. He tells one to the gangsters. My my dog had a position so, too. So, so he starts telling Batman, "Do you want to know how I got these scars?" And then Batman shoots him in the face with his yeah, okay. thing. So yeah. that now, uh, what do you want to call it? Two and a half? Yeah, two and a half. We'll call it two. Round up to three. Yeah. yeah well, right, which right. one was your favorite? The why so serious or? Uh, well, the one about his mother and his father was the scary. I thought she one. can't look at. Yeah. And now I see. I guess yeah. Funny uh, side. So yeah, that one's the most disturbing to me. But like the idea of this guy's telling stories each time. What do you think? Like also his act his, his character, like his acting choices, like his incessant licking mm-hmm. on his face. Uh, what what an absolutely I am not releasing myself right now. This right now is my dog drinking some water. My dog is a little bit like the Joker right now. Mm-hmm. But he's smart. He's smart. Holy shit. Is he done yet? I think he is. Yeah, uh, good boy. <laughs> good boy. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's 32 pounds but, of good boy right now. He gets arrested. Gordon brings him in. Nope, he's not done. He's not done. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he doesn't know what he would do if he could just drink it. <laughs> exactly. He's like a dog. Yeah. Said the uh, <laughs> um. But again, um, I mean, there's so much like, listen, John, there's so much to talk about this movie because it's so good. Mm-hmm. So I just want to I want to curb this one and go mm-hmm. to the next one because of the fact we are not trying to talk about all in- individual. Sure. You know, if any guests want to talk about this movie, you're invited. Or if you would love for John and I to take a deep dive, we would love to. I can't believe this is this honestly is probably the one movie that I think both of us would be. This movie in itself would be a two and a half hour episode, which this this episode right now very well may become. But we both love The Dark Knight. Love it. I mean, we the, the amount of conversations that we've had when we worked talking about this movie of recent memory. This is one of my my favorite films to come out of like the past 20 years. And I know it is you uh, yours as well. Yeah. But ridiculous, uh, ridiculous cast. Yeah, just on that, so I mentioned Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We can move on. I know I know how you're feeling. Let's move on. Yeah. Good ending. I mean, 
Batman kind of finally breaks his rule. The Joker says, you're going to have to break your rule. He kind of does break his kind rule. Kind of. He, he, kind he basically of. kills Harvey Dent. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, he saves a kid, but he does kill Harvey Dent. He pushes mm-hmm. him off the ledge. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he runs. And, and then we get a great life. monologue by my dad, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. But yeah, he'll run. And they'll chase them. Yeah, no, it's amazing. In similar to the other one, it's like I can't wait for the next movie, um, which was The Dark Knight Rises. Which that movie they shot it in 2010. I think it came out in 2012. But my my lovely wife Catherine, uh, when we were living in Pittsburgh, they shot some of the scenes in that film. And there was a, I remember while they were shooting, there was a, a time where there was like explosions. And the media literally said, and like the news said, do not be alarmed. There are, there's nothing really going on wrong. This is something that this is for the shooting of this movie. So they shot some scenes in the movie, but same principal cast. But in this movie, our villain seems to be Two-Face and Joker. But now we've got Bane, who deals Batman the biggest fucking ass whooping we've ever seen Batman endure cinematically. Like he breaks his fucking back. And I, and I know it was something that was done in the comics and there are rumors. Well, are they going to do this in the movie as well? Are we going to see like Batman get his back fucking broken? Oh yeah. Yeah. And this isn't the, like the 1997 Bane. This is one that is done by like Tom Hardy, which, which is really funny. Like Bane as a character, I think is like six I don't know. It's like six fifteen, right? Like he's he's huge. Bane is a huge character. Okay. I was trying to figure out what six fifteen was. For like seven three. Yeah. Um, Bane is supposed to be like a massive giant character. My thought was he's English. So all of a sudden, Batman's <laughs> finally going against an English guy. He's already against the Australians, the Scottish, and the Irish. Now he's going to actually fight an English guy. Oh man! But he's coming from the Ra's al Ghul camp. Yeah. Right? Like we're we're getting huge. Midlands versus uh, the Highlands right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Tom Hardy, right? Yeah, but Tom Hardy, fun fact, Tom Hardy is a, a very, very, uh, very, very tall five foot nine, which is very important because you're your humble narrator host. I'm five nine. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit uh Tom Hardy. Yeah, so if anybody wants to think about what Andrew looks like and never seen him, think about Tom Hardy. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. And when if if nobody's ever met John Rowe, just think of Christian Bale. Oh, I was thinking Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, I guess you are yeah, Liam Neeson. A young Liam Neeson. I love, like Rob yeah. Roy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other people who I really liked in this movie, obviously, was Anne Hathaway. She's one of my absolute favorites. Really? Oh, absolutely. Uh, which one? Which? What's your favorite Anne Hathaway? Well, this Anne Hathaway, but um, I mean, Brokeback Mountain. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, it's hard not to like her in Brokeback. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. Just, I mean, I Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's just she's so amazing. She's the closest thing to. Um, Man, what's the girl from uh, Breakfast at Tiffany? Um, oh, uh, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, she's the closest thing I remember from Audrey Hepburn and stuff like she's that. She's a little bit top heavier, but yeah. um, but no, she's just—I I think she just killed every role she's ever had and stuff like that. But mm. maybe Devil Wears Prada 
where she was working with Meryl Streep and I felt like she held her own and Meryl Streep's obviously a goddess and stuff. We'll probably have to talk about the asshole that she was dating and Devil Wears Prada because that dude is the worst fucking boyfriend of all time. I'm just saying. He was horrible. No, he made her grilled cheese sandwich. Yay. But like the amount of guilt he threw at her. That's a conversation for another time. Let's keep it on Batman. Yeah. Um, how about a small little tip to Juno Temple? Juno Tempo? Did you, oh, wait. Juno Temple was mm-hmm. in this? Who was she? She was the little... Uh, she worked with Anne Hathaway. She was the girl who was still in the watch and stuff oh. like that. But yeah, if anybody doesn't know that, um, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Who's a Keeley. Keeley. Yeah. Keeley. She yeah. was... I Shit, I need to watch this again. Small little role. But, uh, but she was amazing. Um, um, who was, uh, oh my God, Marianne. the, the latter, uh, the greatest monologue in game of Thrones history. Oh, oh, uh, well, and that's Peter Baelish. Peter Baelish is in this movie. Yep. Which I don't see his name right here. But, that's all right. Uh, Peter Baelish. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Peter, everybody knows Peter Baelish. Peter Baelish. And that is P E T Y R. Ben Mendelsohn is in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Spe- speaking of Australians who are incredible. Uh, but uh, was it Aiden? Aiden. Aiden Gillen. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Dark Knight Rises. Um, do you, so on this one, I remember watching this. I was actually in Australia, and I was so psyched. I actually thought it was a better movie than Dark Knight. I thought I actually. You were well, drunk. Then or now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I got to see this. You know, it might have been a bit of um, it. It brought me back to home. Yeah. You know, like I was out there. But uh, no, I I enjoyed it. And the thing with this series is it keeps you know getting bigger and bigger and more epic. But I loved it. I thought that Bane was, you know, like with the Joker is a little bit smarter, a little bit more uh, conniving than Batman is. Bane is a guy who just walks up and punches them right in the face. And it's like, how is he going to overcome this? Also, the music, uh, who is it? Uh, Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not bad, right? I he's mean, okay. We all know John Williams is like the king of composure. Composers. <laughs> I mean, he might be the king of composure as well. We never <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, but uh, I think Hans Zimmer is pretty much up there and stuff like that. But this movie, to me, just had it. I don't know. It just had it all. And I was jacked for it. And mm-hmm. uh, I... I guess in a trilogy, and we'll have a whole probably trilogy pod one day. I rarely see movies where they get better and better and better as they go. And to me, whereas this one I thought was better, I thought The Dark Knight was fantastic. I, but I also thought people were also talking well, around that time, people would just like talk shit. And they were talking bad about Christian Bale and how he, you know, why is he talking like this and stuff like that? Where is he? Yeah, and they, and they would talk of Heath Ledger and Heath Ledger, Ledger to pass on the Oscar. Like in this one, it kind of was another clean slate. And to me, it just, I felt like it, it just kept building and building. So to me, rarely does a trilogy end with a great movie. Mm. This one, I felt like it, it was perfect. So I was extremely uh, pleased. Well, I mean, it, it's a good movie, and you raise a lot of things that I want to kind of talk about. Uh, one of which is that I do the – we talked about impressions. I don't do impressions, but I do a very, very false impression because I like to do the Batman voice, but I also like to quote Bane. But it's not it, – like Bane says the line, but I do it as Batman, which is, I was born in the darkness. But – 
Bane actually says it. And how, how can you give me your Bane voice? Because you did it really good earlier. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> you only adopted it. Yeah. But that's perfect because, like, you know, like Bale's like this and here's my dish. Like, you know, it's, it's comments, you know, this, this, and that way. Just, uh, he my, does whoop his ass, though. He does. He does. Yeah. Just. That is the biggest hurt I think we've ever seen a hero get. Like what Bane does to Batman in this movie is just a whoop down. Like we haven't seen any hero take. I mean, shit, even Han Solo is thrown in carbonite. But you're like, oh, man, I would rather be in carbonite than what fucking Bane did to like Batman. No, in this that was movie. an ass whooping. Yeah. That was straight up ass whooping. Yeah. Uh, but that, I mean, and that's another thing that. Joker never did to him. Nope. Nobody ever did that to him. Nobody in just made him like an absolute bitch. <laughs> like any man would have been broken by it, mm-hmm. you know. And then he puts it like he doesn't even kill him. He puts him in a cave so he gets to watch his city disintegrate. Mm-hmm. Everything he'd worked his entire life for, he gets to watch. Yep. God, that's torture. Yeah. But he doesn't. He gets out. And again, I go back to Tom Hardy, five foot nine. So. As as our uh, our fellow uh, men six feet or under, you too can be Bane with the power of special effects. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You don't think he actually picked Christian Bale up over his head and? No, no, you don't think so. No, granted, like don't get me wrong, he's fucking jacked, right? I mean, uh, if you've ever seen Warrior, hmm? he. <sighs> what was the movie? Was that a layer cake whenever he's like a small Tom Hardy? Wasn't he in that movie? Yeah. I feel like there was a time when Tom Hardy wasn't a big Tom Hardy. Yeah. yeah. A small Tom Hardy. Yeah, he he was a more svelte Hardy. Uh, but he was still like Tom Hardy. I don't like I'm five nine one sixty. Uh like I look at him and obviously screen will manipulate things, but you look at him. And shit, even in Inception, you're like, that dude's like 5'9", like 180. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, and I'm svelte, but I'm not like a twig. But like, Tom Hardy is jacked. Like, he's, and by the way, let me, it, it's, it bears like repeating that. Somebody like, I don't know, Rocky Balboa, you know, Ar- um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone is like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, maybe 5'8". Mm-hmm. And he's probably like 580. So like he's he's jacked. I mean, granted, you know, Tom Hardy would probably whoop my ass. Ah, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. No, actually he could. He'd fucking shred me. Tom Hardy would destroy you. Yeah, man. he would destroy me. Come on, dude. I think Tom Hardy could pick you up. And but I <laughs> but I'd beat the fuck out of Christian Bale in um uh forty eight years old. <laughs> I always say about the movie that he was in Insomniac. Uh, I would fuck up Christian Bale. Yeah. Fuck him up. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, great film, you know, as far as trilogies are concerned and you, and you, you brought it up as far as, you know, where this movie ranks in terms of trilogies, like pound for pound, I, I, I put it probably in a top three and I'd have to really think about what the other two movies would be like in there. Godfather three. Not well, that great. that's just Return it. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future Three. Yes, uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Gotta yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so my my trilogy, yeah, my holy trilogy. Yeah. See that instead of holy trinity. Um, 
Yeah, because I, you know, I enjoy Return of the Jedi, but yeah, it's all about Empire. Revenge of the Sith. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's uh, the movie that can't, comes after our biggest uh, podcast, which is... Uh, well, you don't got to tell people. They already know. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they know. They've listened to it. But, um, I mean, the ending of it was also great once again. Like, you know, also, Michael Caine had, or, yeah, has a great scene um, where, like, he's got to tell Christian Bale. Like, mm. it's one of the most heart-wrenching scenes. Like, what if, you know, he lied to him, mm-hmm. and then he has to break it to him. And, they, you know, it's like the man he trusts the most and stuff. Um, but at the end of it, he gets, the, oh. the, you know, the satisfaction. He, he just a little nod. He gets the scene with Christian Bale and, you know, Selena Kyle or Anne Hathaway's character. But during that, you also get the Robin character, Justin Gordon-Levitt. Who and crushes it in this movie, by the way. He's amazing. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, the people already know, like whenever they're taking the bomb out over it and the kids are in the bus, like, it's Batman! You know, and you get that Zimmer music, boom, 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 boom. But similarly, like, you know, that's the same music whenever Justin Gordon-Levitt is in the cave, boom, boom, and it's just start rising again and closes off. It's like, you know... It, it might not be over yet, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember Lucas once says like he wanted all his movies to have hope, and I feel like this, like in each one of these movies, as dark as they are, you know, the darkest is or the night is always darkest before the dawn. To still line from Aaron Eckhart's character of Two Face, and I feel like all these movies do give you that hope of a, you know, if you're in a city somewhere, you know, it's like if you band together, you know, that you know you can rise up to a better place. And, yeah, uh, so. We did have a return with uh, Killian Murphy in this movie and it made me think of that scene where the like the like the jury scene where people like walked out onto the ice until mm-hmm. the ice broke and then mm-hmm. they fell into the ice, which I thought yeah, was see. yeah, <laughs> which was really, really great cinematically. Yeah. He was um, in all three movies. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He wasn't. It, granted he was only in Dark Knight for like a moment, mm-hmm. but yeah, Killian Murphy was in all three. In the beginning, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a few of the actors. The Batman, yeah. as he says. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, but yeah, no. Um, yeah. I mean, these, do you, any uh, comments on like Matthew, Matthew Modine or anything like that? Matthew Modine, who was he in this? He was the police, he was a police officer who shows up, you know, like he's a, he was talking with the guy at the beginning. Of the yes, yes, yeah, like yeah, 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 but, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's the one who, like, he gets the cops together. Yeah, you get yep. the fight, and he goes, "It's like we run this city." Yeah, you get this nice, nice little moment. Mm, yeah, Matthew Modine, aka Papa, in uh, Stranger Things. That's right. Yeah, I forgot he was in this. Yeah. But no, like across the board. Quest, if anybody. Vision <laughs> Quest. What, what's that all? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah. If I live to town, oh, like a little Madonna for you. Um, Daphne Zuniga, for those that also saw Vision Quest, Matthew Modine and Daphne Zuniga, who would play Princess. Oh my God, what was her name in Spaceballs? Funny, she doesn't look Druish. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Memphis Bell. Memphis yeah. Bell, Matthew Modine. Yeah. Anyways, but I just, you know, another good actor. Gross Anatomy movies. was another film he yeah. was in. Marianne, what's it? Uh, Kalauer? I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Oh, Marianne Cotillard. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played, she was also in um, Inception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So I think we covered, I think we covered this trilogy. Shall we take a, a commercial break? Yeah, yeah. If you want to do some more jello shots, go for it. All right. Jello shots. You've changed things. All right. Well, that was a really uh, lengthy commercial break. Did you have a good break, John? Oh, yeah, man. Those jello shots were off the chart. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, I guess it, it was okay for me. I guess it was a good, yeah, it was a pretty good commercial break for me. What about you, Catherine? How was your commercial break? Yeah, you know, I've been gone for a long time and uh, now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. And um, all right, well, let's see, where were we? We we covered the original series and we covered the Christopher Nolan films, mm-hmm. as far as I know. We the masterpieces, maybe yeah. the best trilogy of all time. Will you give me will you give me a little bit more Bane? No. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even sound like anything like Bane. <laughs> okay, I mean effort's kind of half of it. <laughs> what do you do you have do a you bane? Do you have a bane? Can I hear a bane? I was born in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how like Batman, uh, Batman does like Bane's quotes, right? But also, like, if you want to go not full Nolan, but if you want to go Schumacher with Bane, Bane's like dead good <laughs> like they put that like no but like he has this thing like where they push on his chest and they like put the like venom back in his body. He's like good and that's just like all he does he's frankenstein's monster yeah is what he basically he is. Yeah. is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it depends on which bane you're talking about mm. maybe maybe we'll figure out who's the best bane one day tbd yeah. tbd yeah well then i guess we'll move on to the the modern day batman mm-hmm. was that was a good tip listen i don't need your judgment <laughs> I just want to drink. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. And yeah, this section is brought to you by alcohol. I don't need your judgment. I just want to drink. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Not the alcohol, but. <laughs> I mean, you can love alcohol too, John. Can I? I mean, well, I we all anybody, do. I don't have anybody else to love. So, I mean, you know, you got to find somebody one day. Just keep, I think Brad, just keep, Brad Paisley had a song about alcohol. Just keep yeah. running up that hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my right. well, song right now. That's your song. Was that song in Batman versus Superman? It was not. It should have. Been. How do you know? Did you watch Ooh. that movie? Ooh. Oh, shots like fired. Drop. Taking some stabs here. Yeah. No, I have not seen. You know what? The last. I'm going to admit. Batman film I've seen was the Christian Bale series. I have not seen anything post. I have not seen Ben Affleck or Robert Pattinson. Wait, wait, wait a second. Where did you come from? Have you been here at all? It's this- okay. It's, it's okay to stop at the the Christopher Nolan Batman. I was the, kissed by a you- rose and now I'm here. <laughs> on the gray. On the gray. Oh, it's not even kissed by a rose on the grave. We just found that out like it, during our break. Like it's not kissed by a rose on the grave. Uh, it's 
kissed by a rose on the gray. Yeah, like and the what color is, gray. What does that, that mean? That makes no sense. None whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk to Seal about that one. Yeah. We'll I'll get about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, get, get hey, Seal up in here. What were you talking sir, about? Sir, can you talk about your lyrics and uh, how's Heidi? How's he- well, they're divorced. Oh, they are. Yeah. But are, I bet okay. they still text. I mean, they have kids, right? You know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's gotta be like, she's picking them up, you know, regularly. And <laughs> is he, why, why is she picking up regularly? Does Seal, I don't think he's doing anything. <laughs> he's not doing anything. Yeah. Heidi was, might still be modeling, but I mean, it might, it might not. take a little work for him to shave with, you know. Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. But I, I just say, just all I said was it might take him a little while to shave. That's, that's not inappropriate. Do you shave? I don't know. Are you a trimmer guy? Do you, I just figure you have like some clippers up there. I manscape. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. yeah, he does. He uses my razor for my butt. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Do not let that be part of the cut. Oh, oh no. Oh, that, oh, that, oh, that's staying. Yeah. Oh, that's staying. That's fact at this point. By yeah. Way. Oh, my Jesus. It's canon. Uh, um, all right. So there's so, two directions to go. Yeah. The Batman or Batman versus Superman. But we've been going chronologically. We have. So Batman versus Superman is the way to go. I mean, it's called, and I don't even know if you consider this a Batman movie, but it's called Batman. Yeah. Dawn, Dawn of Justice. No, Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. And it starts with, you know, Bruce Wayne. It does. It starts, well, it starts with Bruce Wayne watching the, the, uh, the craziness that is going on between Superman and, was that Zod? Yeah. Yeah. But before that, it has a very visual death scene of his parents. Mm. And I feel like that's one thing with Batman is always like, his, he, he watched his parents die. Yeah. But it was, to me, <laughs> this might sound weird, but the best death scene of two parents <laughs> like like the most visually like uh you see this uh pistol kick back and mm. these pearls break and stuff and and that's another thing that ties in nolan's one the pearls and stuff like that but uh um i also feel like we've seen those pearls in many iterations yeah i'm not like super empathetic to the death now. I feel like I've been desensitized to uh, Bruce's parents' death because I've seen it in so many iterations. Mm, well, that's interesting. That's how, interesting. We'll come back is, to that. Here's my thing is how Zack Snyder did such a great job of basically speeding up. He showed a little clip, but it's in the intro. It's in the opening credits, so it takes about one minute. Yeah. Sure. And, but he, you know, just in case, <laughs> just in case anybody doesn't know, you know, he gives it to you. So I think I think it's an important part of Batman's origin. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. I also feel like we have seen it in every single instance of Batman, where personally at this point, whether it's George Clooney or um, you know Michael Keaton or Robert Pattinson, like okay, we get it. Your parents were shot dead in your eyes. Like we get that. Like, Oh God, I sound so insensitive, but, um, the problem is there's nothing about it that is different depending on the different Batman stories. Like they're always going to kind of drive that into your 
psyche. Well, psyche, yeah. Maybe, maybe Andrew as a writer could speak about this as um, the idea of we as fans already know where his origin story is. Right. So how much do you actually put into the story and how much time? You know, how, how can you, like if you're revamping a show, how do you quickly put that in there? Right, because even in um, the, what is it, Joel Schumacher's version of, they went to the circus and Batman saw the flying Greasons, you know. <laughs> and uh, they, What happens to Robin's parents. Yeah. What happens to Robin's parents versus what happens to Batman. It depends on which story you're watching. But yeah, that was the same devastating situation was the flying Graysons died and then Batman lost his, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Wayne lost his parents. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's, it's, we get it. His parents died. He's rich. He is. And um, as Catherine mentioned at the outset is the fact that we, Sorry. Um, what we mentioned at the outset is that we have seen Bruce Wayne's story, his, his introduction. I do like what they did in Batman versus Superman versus whatever, Dawn of Justice, whatever 10,000 words are in this title. They knock it out in the opening credits. That was good. It was good. And I remember I saw this movie in the theater and I had a wonderful date. Uh, this very, very, Who's that? this very, very tall, curly haired, you know, drink of water. That was me. <laughs> oh, hey, that's who it was. <laughs> I remember that night. I think I went to the bar. It was not your bar. wife. No, no, no. It was John. I'll was, tell, I'll tell. Anyways, go ahead. Finish your story. No, I mean, it was a lovely evening. Yeah. yeah. I think I got thrown out of Baker Street that night. Oh, for, did you really? For arguing that it was better than Marvel movies that had come out. <laughs> I don't think it was. Thor Ragnarok, but I think another Marvel movie came around. I was like, man, this movie is better. It gives you more. And anybody who knows John Rowe, I used to go to Baker Street a lot. And it was the one time I've ever gotten cut off and thrown out of there. So Baker Street is a pub in Austin. And uh, it's like an English English pub. And um, yeah, that was across the street from where John lived. And he, he, you know, he, he, he went over there a couple of times, once or twice. Yeah, never driving. Never driving. Never driving. No. Mm-mm. No. Don't do that. Don't no, drink and don't drive. Don't do that. But. Catherine, what are your thoughts on drinking and driving? Don't do it. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're right all answer. Right answer. But Ben Affleck. One thing I, I got to say about Ben Affleck is I feel like it's so easy. I feel like half of our community has just shitted on Ben Affleck just because he wasn't Matt Damon. The only people who actually gave Matt Damon trash were Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you know, like Matt Damon. I'm Matt Damon. But everybody else just wants to trash Ben Affleck. And I think he's done a great job. He did. As an older one who's like more hardcore. He's willing to kill people and stuff like that. I like Ben Affleck as as Batman. I'm just going to say it. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay. I'm okay with it. He's not Christian Bale, but I'm down. He's fine. And congratulations uh, to my friend, Ben Affleck, who just recently got married. Your friend, Ben Affleck, who just got married. Yes, Andrew, today he married... Jennifer Lopez. Unless you're he's listening to this in 20, BFF. unless you're listening to this in 2025, and he's been married to her for you know like three years. Yeah. But listen, 
It happened today. He's not your friend. Oh, no, no, no. Cool. Do we need a sidebar? What's your favorite Jennifer Lopez movie? Ooh. Oh no! I don't care about movies. I okay. care about her music. How about this? Your- here, here, no, here we go. We don't even. We, we haven't even rehearsed this. On count of three. One, two, three. Anaconda. Wait, what, what uh, were you saying? What was the what was the prompt? Our, our favorite Jennifer Lopez film. What was the one where she was like uh, well, out of sight with George Clooney? No, 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 no. Ooh. There was that one movie where she fought off like a intruder. Enough. Enough. Yeah, that that's was her it. Husband. That's her my favorite. Was <laughs> Wait, was it was it Ben Affleck? No, no, no. Oh. no. One, uh, I think it was Billy Crudup or uh, she was this like boxer or whatever. She like had her hands wrapped and shit. It's kind of like Double Jeopardy with Ashley yeah. Judd and stuff. Tommy Lee Jones is in that, right? I think so. Well, I think Tommy Lee Jones was in Double Jeopardy. That's what I was saying. I don't think he was in uh, Enough. No. Enough was uh, a good movie, but I think Billy Crudup was. And I'll, we can double check. So that's your favorite film? Oh, Enough. I mean, let's not like. Selena, let's not, come on. Selena. You know, she let's did. not put J-Lo on a high pedestal right now when why we're talking not? about. When no, are we ever going to put J-Lo let on me, Let me say why. Because we are talking about Batman. And we have at least five to six qualifying men to be Batman. But then we want to talk about J-Lo. No, let's not worry about J-Lo. J-Lo's fine. Let's talk about Batman. You know, J-Lo did this movie. It was called, Andrew. It was called U-Turn. Uh, it, was yeah. a, it was Made in Manhattan. No, let's not worry about it. Like, J-Lo does not need to be, unless you're really going, are you really going here? How about Wayne with Matthew McConaughey? I didn't see that one. I did. She had this one scene where a woman had put too much self-tanner on. She's like, rub some lemon uh, juice on it. Like, no, I saw that movie. Matthew McConaughey was great. That movie was fine. Um, But it also came out around the same time as the... um, was the one that Julie Roberts was in where she like ran away from all the, the wedding runaway bride, runaway bride. Yes. I mean, and you have these movies that take place in February right, because of Valentine's day. And you know what else happens in February? The Super Bowl. And you know who hosted the halftime show one year was Jennifer Lopez. She hosted the halftime show in February with what's her name? Shakira. Do you remember that? Are you talking about like two years whenever, ago? Whenever, when, when are we gonna be together? When you're talking That's about boomers wife, lost right? their minds about like boomers lost their minds like two mm, years ago, yeah. whatever. Like f all them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it back. I'm taking Jack with Robert Williams. That's my favorite channel. A little bit. Or, <laughs> no, I mean I loved the J Lo and Shakira performance. I thought that it was brilliant. I thought it was great. Was and that your Was that your favorite Jennifer Lopez performance? Compared to what? Anyone? Yeah. The other. The other. Are we talking about made in Manhattan? Okay, so we're talking film. Whatever her performances on, uh, what was it? A TV show she used to do on Fox. Are you talking about? Mad, not Mad TV. She she was she you know she was a dancer she with a yes, fly girl. I know. Fly, girl. fly girl on in living color. In living color. That's it. Yeah. yeah. She's also on Money Train. With I Jim Carrey? U-turn. That's a, it's a good movie. That's a dark movie. Wait, it's Jim Carrey was not on Living Color. That was... Y- yes, he was. He was. Yes, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So... Fire, Mich- Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. That's right. Let me tell you something. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, um, sidebar over. Sidebar. Right, sidebar over. All right, so we're talking about Batman versus Superman. Hey, well, let me ask you this. Who do you think will win in a fight, Batman or Superman? Superman, easy, all day, come on. It would be Superman, yeah, because Batman only uses, like, his financial well-being to fight, while Superman literally has superpowers. Yeah, he absorbs yeah, them from the no, sun. No, totally. Like, yeah, I'm getting, with you. He's getting wealth from somewhere. Superman wins a Batman fight. Well, what, if, what, if, what would you think if I told you in this film, Superman loses? He lost. Batman beats him, and they make it realistic. Well, you know what? That's just a cheap, uh, like... Cheap? It's just cheap ploy, like... I right. really appreciate this from somebody who hadn't watched the movie. Yeah, touche! 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 I have not seen that film. Um, but if you're going to tell me that there's a film out there that exists that is... Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. and Batman somehow... With well, Batman doesn't. He's not the one that beats Superman in the film. I mean, they fight and there's this whole thing like Martha. But the reason why Superman technically gets defeated isn't Batman. Because he doesn't try to kill him. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. But if you want to know, if you're asking me who would win the fight between Batman and mm-hmm. Superman... I mean, no, it's fucking Superman. It's Superman. Superman yeah. went, he's a fucking alien. Well, like, we're about he gets villains. all of his strength from the power of the sun. Well, one of these we talk about villains and how the Joker's the greatest villain. Like, who's the, who's the badass ass motherfucker anybody could ever fight? It's Superman. Mm-hmm. And Batman takes him on. So, you know. Which makes Batman pretty fucking badass. Yeah, Wait, does. why are they. Uh, as to Jesse Eisenberg's little dick in this movie because because they don't know they both have the same mother's names they didn't they don't they both don't, don't know that their mom's name is Martha. What I want to understand is both these people are fighting for good. Why are they fighting each other? Because they don't know Batman. Batman. Oh, they know. Well, Batman doesn't know. Right. But Superman. Yeah. I mean, he's a journalist. Like he's doing research. And that's why he does it. Batman gets a little hot-headed. Essentially, the way this movie is kind of framed is that he's older. He's a little weathered and a little sad. You know, Robin's dead. He's kind of cocky. Yeah, he he's had you know he he's older and he's had a lot of bad luck. And now he sees this other guy, this alien, this other force that's fighting other aliens. And who else is going to stand up to? to this but him where he's dealt with these other emotions that that have kind of gone on and he uh he knows that Superman's a badass so he gets like his super bat suit and he fights superman and he beats the shit out of him and is almost about to kill him until they both realize that they've got the same names for their mothers and then they're friends again and then Essentially, the heart of Zod, I guess, is it? Is it the heart of uh, what is it? No, what is it's Zod's body? Zod's body. Yeah. Um, then, but, yeah, they, they defeat him together with Superman. It's the dawn of justice. And, and, justice and don't forget who else is helping out Wonder Woman. Yeah. C- Colin, F- what's his name? Fizzle? Fizzle? Oh, wait. Colin's favorite girl in the world. 
Colin Fis- oh Colin Fassell, yeah. uh, Gal Gadot. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah, know that was his favorite. Just to shout out Colin, but uh, yeah, no, nah, uh, they all defeated him together and stuff. But things I like one Jeremy Irons, right? Let's talk about just Batman in general. Jeremy Irons is amazing. His Batmobile is cool as heck. It's super fast. Uh, shoots a whole bunch of stuff. Man, I'm trying to think of anything else. I think we covered it. I don't care anymore about this movie. Well, I mean, he's a kind of a, he's <laughs> he's a bit of a playboy, right? I mean, you got a cool like a little fight scene at a bar where he's trying to figure out who the white Russian is and stuff like that. I thought all Russians were white, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, man. But next scene, he wakes up next to a girl. So I guess that's Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then, anyway, the movie ends. Superman dies, by the way. Superman dies in this Which film. Which Superman? Superman. Superman dies. In Who this plays Superman? Henry Cavill. I got it. Yeah. Um, you got it? No, I'm just, I understand. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you I'm, Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot it. You Gal Gadot it. Gal Gadot it. I wasn't sure if it was Gal Gadot or if it was, he's a goddess. Because Henry Cavill, like, I'm just going to say, if I could adapt anybody's body from, like, the neck down... And up. <laughs> it might be Henry Cavill, okay? Is it Cavill? Is it Cavill? I don't. Cavill. Well, Wait, is that who played Jesus in. No, um, no, no. Wait, who played Jesus in like the. That's Henry. No, no, no. I'm, that's. Uh, I got you. It's like Cavill. Uh, Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Okay, I'm way off. Wait, it was, it, that sounds very similar, you're, actually. You're not, you're not far off. It well, does, it does. You, how would you pronounce C-A-V-I-L-L. Cavill. It could be Cavill. But he's, I don't. Eng- he's English, though. Cavill. Yeah. yeah, Cavill, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Fun little story about him. I don't know if anybody ever saw Proof of Life. No. Russell Crowe. No. Meg Ryan. Yeah. No. Meg Ryan back Meg. in the day. Yeah, she's a she's a home wrecker. She loved she loved Dennis Quaid. Fuck her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. All right. Well, anyways, he's a little boy in a rugby scene. And like this Russell Crowe has a scene with this kid who comes running up to him, but Henry Cavill's the other he's one of those kids running around over there and he has Anyways, it's a fun story, but we're not here to talk about Superman, so sorry to uh, derail. Um, but fun cast, good stuff. Uh, I think DC did a great job of casting all of their characters, and I'm glad we taken on a short amount of time just to talk about them. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've said everything and more than I would want to say, so yeah. Yeah. So you want to go to the Batman? Yes. Do you want to start with Nirvana? Uh, oh, we, we don't want to do like the Justice League film. I think it's all in the same, right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. What about Nirvana? What about Nirvana? Oh, so there was a new Batman movie that came out this year. It's called The Batman, and it was directed by Matt Reeves. It stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, John Turturro, uh, Colin Farrell, who plays the Penguin, which is fucking crazy. Oh, you showed me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks nothing like himself. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. But also, Colin Farrell was brilliant in even, like, horrible bosses when he was, like, a cokehead. Like, mm-hmm. no, he... Like, talk about a great um, conceptual actor. Like, he's yeah. great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's, no, he's fantastic. He's doing great. You know, Bruce, Swat. <laughs> 
you know who else is fantastic? Nirvana. And they use my favorite Nirvana song. And you know that song, right? What song? It's not something in, in the, the way. way. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Something I cannot believe you guys are singing this right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I well, mean. From that album. It, it, on. Sidebar. Yeah. The Nirvana Unplugged is probably the greatest live album of yeah. all time. I think I had the conversation. I don't know if, you, if I had the conversation with you, but somebody had posed what is like the, the greatest live album. And I know that there will be, there are those that say Frampton comes alive. Fine. Whatever. Sure. For Some my, people might say Johnny Cash is at Folsom Prison. Folsom Prison. Yeah, exactly. That's another great one. But for my money, the greatest live album is Nirvana's Unplugged in New York. It's just... It was their last televised concert. Everything was perfect. Half of the, the songs and it were theirs and the other half were, you know, just were, were covers and they all fit into a really specific vibe. And uh, yeah, Unplugged in New York is just perfection. And well, that's the vibe I get from this feeling. Yeah. Like it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. But from that album, man, I'm the song I remember is My Girl. My, my girl, girl, don't lie to me. me. Tell me where did you sleep, sleep last night? Yeah, goddamn, that was so good. It's a good song, man. Yeah. But but that that was Mud Bellas, right? Yeah, that was Mud yeah, Bell, yeah. So it wasn't even his, but Pat Smear is on there, man. You got, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably, it's a great collection of artists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause you got Dave Grohl and then, uh, who's the bassist game? Chris, uh, Novoselic. Novoselic. Yeah. I always want to say Novostoches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He looks Canadian to me. I know he ran for like Congress or something like that. Oh, that's right. He did run for like some type of like state or I think it was like maybe like a state Congress yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I'd yeah. go for him without even know what this politics are. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so Nirvana though, like good me, band. It set a tone. I hear that. And uh, but there was something a little different to this one because in a lot of Batman's, what his feature is the "I am Batman." Mm-hmm. And so in the first opening scenes, you go, "Who are you?" Well, vengeance. You do get that, and I'm going to come back to that. But you see the train going on, and that gives you vibes of the Nolan films and stuff like that. And uh, Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that would be Batman Returns, right? With exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. See, callback. Yeah. You remember you remember uh, Ghost, right? The guy, what I wouldn't give. For one last drag. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, like I remember in the theater, like seeing him, he's like, who are you? But he goes, vengeance. Vengeance. Yeah. And once again, toss it back to a different one, Nolan, it's like justice versus revenge. Like this guy's about vengeance and stuff mm-hmm. like it, 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 the tone is completely different. It was, uh, I don't know how I many, man, kicking the balls, you know, like just wake you up it was this, awesome yeah this movie was really really well done and while i enjoyed i enjoyed batman versus superman and there were parts of the justice league that i enjoyed this one reminded me of all the things that i did love about the christopher nolan series and the tim burton version of they they got it and also i do love the fact that 
they they leaned heavily on a little like Robert Smith and the Cure with like even like him his eye makeup that they did, and that was something that he himself was inspired by was Robert Smith. It always goes back to you know like he Robert Smith is one of the most influential people of uh, you know the past I don't know four billion years of mankind, but. Yeah, him and Jesus. Him right? and Jesus. Yeah, yeah it's Robert. Yeah, yeah, you've got Jesus who an English uh, man and uh, you know guy from Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, from Bethlehem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, fantastic film, right? Yeah, it was good. It this was really is, good. Zoe Kravitz. Um, this is my bang for your buck, Batman. I mean, I, it's it's a lot of bang, a lot of buck because the movie's over three hours long. <laughs> Uh, and they get you get what you pay for, it. but more villains than you'll ever see in any other Batman. You know, you get Riddler, you get Penguin, you get uh, Catwoman, right? You get Joker, right? For you, cameo, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you, but you get a uh, Falcone. Falcone, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, to me, this is like if if nobody ever knew anything about Batman, this would be the one that they. It should pay to see. And to go back to what Catherine said before, we don't get Batman's story, like his, we, we don't get that scene of him with his parents. We actually see another kid lose his parents and, and mm-hmm. obviously how that affects Batman. But we don't see Batman's story of him leaving, you know, him and his family leaving, leaving sure, the theater. The opening scene of the original Batman is him beating up guys who are, you know, picking on a kid. Who's yep. doing that Which is like, why, so we, it's, it's, we, it's, we do get that. They, they play with those expectations. Yeah. It's like, all right, we know you, 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 at this point, you know, this, we're not going to show it. Yeah. We didn't yet. but what's his name? Paul Dano. Like, yeah, dude, he, <laughs> I mean, everybody loves Jim Carrey, and I think everyone would say Jim Carrey is like a bit more successful than Paul Dano. But Paul Dano is uh, very much a Heath Ledger type of just a more ruthless mm-hmm. uh, Riddler uh, than I've ever seen before. And I, I really think it's cool the way they set it up, how they're both orphans, and how. Um, anyways, I just thought it was a, a fantastically well done. Um, what were your thoughts of his gimp kind of co- costume? You mean that you're talking about how he like velcro some guy's face? No, no, like his costume itself. Like he was like in like a weird. He's poor. I Mm. loved it. Mm. Yeah, like I mean, you take. And I also heard rumors like, had Michael Keaton done the third film, Robin Williams was going to be a Riddler. Uh, What? Hi. It's rumors, (laughs) but but like when I can when I think about. You know, the Heath Ledger ones, he's wearing a trench coat and he's, you know, doing those things. Like, the Riddler's not a rich man and stuff like that. Like, he, you know, it's the contrast and stuff like that. He's going against a rich man, so you got to have a poor man, but uh, he's using blunt tools. Mm. Like, uh, whenever uh, Pattinson goes and he has the finger drive, right? And, uh, but he finds this thing in the, like in the tire, like he, the Riddler's almost letting him know which car to pick Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a blunt tool and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. He's, um, but find my man. I like, like, um, I like it. It's good. It's a good film. And we talked, talked about it before. Like it gave me vibes of back, uh, backdraft of a, of a guy who's out for people who kind of wronged him. And you'd mention one. 
what was the movie seven yeah it, it, it this movie like totally in the vibe you get a lot of seven you get a lot of what was that california serial killer uh story that was kind of film noir Did rodriguez no 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 then no. um Zodiac. So this movie is very seven, very Zodiac kind of like vibe to it. This movie also where we talked about the dark Knight, where it wasn't a comic book. It was more of a crime movie. This one was more of like a film noir. And they, they also added a lot of thriller element that when you watch this, there's so much seven in this film. Yeah. Could you just for a quick second, explain a film noir. Is that just like a appreciation of, you know, trying to make a beautiful film. What 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 is a film noir? Yeah, that's a great question. And Catherine, if you have anything that you want to like add after mm-hmm. what I what I say about like film noir, but basically you're looking at films of the the 40s and maybe the 50s where they were kind of not quite mystery, but a little bit mystery, black and white. They use a lot of lighting because they really didn't have a lot of budget. Uh, that's part of the whole element. But it's like a very like tonally sound kind of film where they they use a lot of crime you usually have a private eye that's kind of investigating things take a movie like um chinatown or even as recent as 1987 and use uh who framed roger rabbit that's kind of like a film noir where we're following this investigator and in you know investigating this crime there's always a femme fatale that is getting in the way and you know she might be a love interest but usually she's up to no good and she's going to influence things but that that whole idea of a a film noir is a a low budget crime film that's usually told in black and white you would usually get like kind of like venetian blinds where you would see like different shadows on on people in this movie and you usually have a really good like uh, voiceovers like january 28th I'm looking out the window and I see this, you know, and uh, there she is. She was looking, but did she see me? I don't know, but I saw her. I'll have to investigate things like that. You, you get those type of elements, um, in those type of films. So film noir is, um, I mean, it's black film, black and white film, black, uh, kind of mystery style film that they did in the forties and fifties because they had different kind of codes that they were, they were making films under. I'll argue that despite whichever director took Batman on, I feel like every single director or just prominence of Batman had that essence regardless. Like we can argue who did or did not like actually bring that to life or, um, you know, personified it, but I would argue that despite who the director was or the producer was, what you just described, Batman does do in every single film. Is that fair? Is that... Well, let me try to interject. Sure. And what you're saying is every director has tried to make a Batman film in that same style of film noir where you have this old school, it's not modern day, but it's an old school police chief, Gordon, uh, villain. Maybe bring back Andrew back in this. One of my favorite from around that time period 
kind of style movies. It was LA Confidential. Love LA Confidential. Hmm. But maybe when I'm asking about film noir, was that around the time when movies were moving from the silver screen to the main screen and they don't really know how to put in plot elements? And so you add in you know, uh, modern, you know, thoughts, like they're, they're taking books and it's like books have these, uh, characters who have thoughts in their head. So then you get these scenes where they're like, I'm looking out the window and it's raining and a woman walks in. What do I do? <laughs> you are born in the darkness. <laughs> well, I mean, just to kind of like bring it back is, again, what is really important to know about like film noir films are that whole idea of the black film. They, they're they trying to – the idea of them, they weren't trying to be artistic. These are films that just naturally came out artistic because more times than not, these were low-budget films that, that were coming out and they – had a similar vibe and that they were all kind of like type of like crime stories. Now, yes, all Batman films just have a little bit of pushback. All Batman films are stories of crime, but this was one that was very, very specifically really trying to be a detective film and to use detective film within that same kind of like tone as film noir. Maybe this wasn't film noir, but I use film noir because he's literally like, the, the 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 use of black in this film is very very on the surface they're really leaning into colors and lighting in that so that's why i use that but this is a like a, a detective film in a way that 1989 batman wasn't a detective film or the joel schumacher film was not a Aww. detective film i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not besmirching or shitting on any of those I movies mean, it just was more campy than I'm not disputing. Okay. It doesn't matter who it is. This is where the I've dark. I've never seen a Batman where, like, you get to hear his, you know, inner inner thoughts and stuff like that. He's and literally it, keeping it, a journal, quite a frankly. Young, it's a young Got kid, it. and, and to okay. me, it's like, oh man. And we knew it was a revamp because it's a new character. Sure. So, like, whenever it's like, you know, December fifth, nineteen eighty-five, or whatever it is, you know, it's like. October, October 30th. Yeah. It, it just, the city it, is dark. And then when you add Nirvana to it, it's just like something mm. in the way. And then he's on the motorcycle. Like, oh, it's so good. It's yeah. like it. I mean, it that's a movie. It, it was different. It was different. It, it, was, different. it, it was, was concise or like it was, it was, it was tight. Yeah. 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 It was really good. It was really good. Um, what I would like to do. Unless you've got anything else you want, I want to kind of just, just bring this on up. The, I just want to run through the characters real quick on okay. this one. Zoe Kravis. Yeah. Anything to say? Yeah. Anything to say? Uh, she struck the parent fucking lottery. She might be the best cat woman of all time. I see what you're saying there, though. Andrew is like, whether or not she's truly talented, she we is. just give her a pass because no, no, she's she got a, fucking like badass parents. Well, no, maybe, no. maybe we should give the director some credit for this, like. He did an amazing job. You know, it, it's really funny just because we we brought we mentioned that and you mentioned like her parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She was looked at as Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises a decade earlier. Oh. She did not get that role. Good. She did not get that role because she looked, quote, too urban. <gasps> I'm not happy about that. That is a fact. That is a fact. And they give it to like the most cis white oh, woman ever. Uh, okay. Like I'm no. saying out of that part of the conversation, but what I do find fascinating is that whole that notion that she looked too urban. 
And again, I go back to her father, Lenny Kravitz, and her mother, Lisa Bonet. These, like, I I don't think there's anybody that's listening or anybody in here. Do you have a favorite Lenny Kravitz song? Uh, Oh, man. Um, Like, is it relevant, though? I mean, I guess it's got, I mean, yeah. I don't want to say, are you going to go my way? But yeah. that it's, song, it's ama- the video. It, let's just say, do you have a favorite Lenny Kravitz? American video? woman, American woman. That makes you think of Austin Graham. Powers. Yeah, like that makes Heather you Graham. think of, yeah, that makes yeah. me think of Austin Powers. I know, which is why, but like my favorite Lenny Kravitz song, I'm not, I'm not really a fan oh, of his music. Yeah. The fact that he makes it, I respect yeah. that. I also heard he like had some controversy about like, Clogging a toilet and all this shit. Like, he takes big shits. He gives yeah, a shit. He, he Listen, gives a shit about do we really does. want to have conversation about? No. Cl- okay. Do you want to? You can hey, cut that out. Do you, do you have anything to say about Lisa Bonet, though? I do. Uh, I know my husband does. Well, let's take a sidebar. Let's let's let Andrew talk about Lisa Bonet. Oh, we will. I'm like, gonna Andrew make another drink, by the way. Go get some more Jello shots. All right. So Lisa Bonet came into my life in the Andrew. summer of 1984. I was five years old. There was a TV show called The Cosby Show. and Oh, he's really going for it right now. Okay. I'll go for it. Um, yeah, go for it. Go for it. No, 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 no. In, in all seriousness, yeah, I, uh, I, lo- I grew up watching The Cosby Show. And Lisa Bonet, obviously, you know, she, she played not the oldest Huxtable, but the second oldest Huxtable on the show. And then she would go on to do A Different World for one season – she was on there for one season. I don't know if you know that. I'm saying that nobody's actually here. It's just me. Listeners, you're only listening to me talk to myself. But it was a while. I was too young. You're like Smalls and and uh, Wendy Peppercorn. Too young. That worked out. <laughs> it worked out. You're just listening to just a myriad of different things. But anyway, no, just to, in all seriousness. Um. Zoe Kravitz, her parents, Lenny, you know, Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. If you're, if you're a kid, I, I, you'd be hard pressed to find cooler parents, right, Catherine? I mean, they're, unless you, your, your dad is, I don't know who's cooler than Lenny Kravitz. George Clooney. George Clooney. I would say Sting, you know, like, but like. Was he kissed by a rose? No, that seal. No, he did. What was it? A desert rose. Uh, Oh my God! Sting did a song about a rose. I'll I'll give you one. Bean. 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 Courtney Love and Kurt. Oh, Bean. Oh, uh, Francis Bean. I believe. I I thought her name was Bean. Francis Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Francis Bean. Yeah. I mean, if, not, they might not be as good looking. Well, but if you're kind of, I mean, I I dare say that, I dare say that Kurt Cobain was a more handsome man for my own tastes than Lenny Kravitz. But I know that'd be in the minority. But you know what can I say? He had you know he had blonde hair and blue eyes. But I will take Lisa Bonet over Courtney Love. Sure. She's well, fucking crazy. Sure, but Lenny brings the beef. Like he, he's like he bring, Oh, he's jacked. Yeah, 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 he's jacked. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, you know what? If it was Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz versus God, didn't know because like 
Oh, you realize Courtney Love is going to beat the hell out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, She'd she win. brought a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely brought a gun. Yeah. Ask Kurt. Anyway. <laughs> Don't sit, dude. Oh, man. All right. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. Uh, other things I liked about this film, uh, I like the new Commissioner Gordon, mm, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Dude, he is in every modern remaking he's crushing franchises felix leiter and uh you know the the new batmans oh, or yeah. rather the new uh james bond series yeah <laughs> andy circus is there a more versatile actor than andy circus if you got a green screen behind him yeah i mean he's 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 the meryl streep of green screen how about john Turturro? he is perfection you don't you don't fuck with him Nobody fucks with him. Nah, he, you don't fuck with the Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't fuck with the Jesus. <laughs> Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, as for the mob bosses, like, Tom Wilkinson was a good one. Jack Palance was a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, Christopher Walkins was a good one. This guy actually, like, creeped me out. Of yeah. Me. No, he was. He, he did an amazing job. Yeah, he was sketch. But he's Colin from Farrell. the city, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so, I guess, he, what were you going to say, Tom no, I was saying Colin Farrell, uh, you know, his his uh, Penguin was just so good. And I love the accent that he uses for for Penguin. Yeah. He he doesn't have kind of that, yeah, you know, I'm Penguin. Well, yeah. One of my favorite scenes is the chase scene. Oh, the, the, because to me, like he's in a car and he, the way he drives is very, I guess, Penguin-esque, where it's like a straight shot and the Batman just flying and swooping back and forth. And to me... You know, once again, this might be just John on a fucking high or something like that, just thinking that over overthinking it. But to me, I thought stylistically, it's like a bat trying to hunt down a penguin. Mm. This bat just keeps swooping, swoop left, right, yeah, left. and the penguin just keeps sliding, sliding. There's all this water. I love that. Yeah. Um, let's move on just for the sake of time, because the listeners have been listening to this for about three hours at this point. We've covered the entire franchise. What I would like you to do is tell me your favorite Batman and your least favorite Batman. All right. It doesn't have to be in any order. It doesn't have to be a sequel or an original. I just want to know your favorite Batman and your All least favorite. Favorite Batman is is Bale. Okay. And least favorite Clooney. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase it. Your favorite Batman film. It's okay. He's dreaming. He's dreaming. Yeah, I know Bale's dreamy. I dream about him all the time. But Gareth Bale, not Christian Bale. <laughs> um, so what's the question again? Who, which Batman film is your favorite Batman film? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Even more so than The Dark Knight. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Catherine, what about you? Oh... I, can I have two answers here? Well, we'll we'll see. Okay. Are they tied? <laughs> so, I I I want to be protective of the campy like era that Batman existed within the Joel Schumacher yeah. uh, era. Sure. So. I don't know if that's is that Batman and Robin? Is that That's like, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Batman Forever Although and Batman and Robin. Goes to Gotham. Like can, I just like equally love them because I fucking love that you've got 
uh, Jim Carrey and um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. You've also got Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. And like, there's so many people, Alicia Silverstone, who was like in a bizarre part of her own career at that point. And then we also have, who was the other villain? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Oh, Uma Thurman. As I told Lady Freeze, as I pulled her plug, this is a one woman show. Like, no, it's, it's all trash. All of it is trash. <laughs> I, I'm not. You are saying it. this is your favorite. No, okay. I'm not saying it's my favorite. What I'm saying is it's my nostalgic. Mm-hmm. My nostalgic Batman is Joel Schumacher Batman. Okay. I'm not saying it's good. What's your favorite though? Listen. Uh, Batman Forever. It's Batman Forever. It's not. That's um, okay. There's something wrong with that. No, 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 no. What I also want to say is Christian Bale is a... I'm Batman. He's brilliant as Batman. Brilliant. So I want to say my favorite Batman is definitely Christian Bale. Um, But my nostalgic Batman is... Either Val Kilmer or George Clooney. There's nothing wrong with Val Kilmer. There's nothing wrong with either actor. They, no, they both. There's nothing wrong with Val Kilmer. Okay. Well, there's definitely nothing wrong with Val Kilmer. But uh, I also heard that there was like battles about how I don't even know what this was. Like this is pre Google or whatever. But there was arguments supposedly about how whether it was. Um, uh, Val or um, George or what was what was Robin's name again? Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. He they all were arguing about who had more like penis space in their suit. Mm. Do you ever hear about that? They're like, we. I'm not getting enough like dick space in my suit. I, I, like, I, I didn't read those blogs back in those. Oh, days. I there was no there was no blog. This was pre. This was pre blogs. To, to bring it back home, <laughs> if you give it one Batman to watch tomorrow. Batman film. I'll take Christian. Okay. Christian so, Which one? Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. You can't go wrong, by the way. What was the first one? Batman Begins. Yeah. I'll take Batman Great Begins. Movie. All right. Great movie. That's good. No, I think, I think Christian Bale was amazing in... His role as Batman. I love me some George Clooney. I love me some Val Kilmer, but it was way too campy to actually be taken seriously. So I will take Christian Bale. Is that fair? That's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's That's who I said. All right. I I agree. I concur. Okay. I concur. Well, good. All right. Who would you take, Andrew? Uh, Michael Keaton? Well, I'm taking Michael Keaton. I'm taking. Oh my gosh. You're going to go old school. Yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely taking Michael Keaton. That's just his school. (laughs) (laughs) listen oh poor andrew thank you very very much for listening to stanford cinema it's been a wonderful time we will never be here again we will see you next week and by we everybody other than john roe and your wife (laughs) no but i'm sorry my who who, or who is because pattinson let's just talk about pattinson for a second i I have not seen Robert Pattinson as Batman. So I will uh, defer. politely defer myself from this conversation. Yeah. So I, I wanted the opportunity to say that I liked 
1989 Batman more than all of them. Because I did. It's the movie that that launched, if not for the you success. You can't have Batman without Batman. Yeah. Without the success of 1989, we would not be having this conversation here. Now, granted, Joel Schumacher almost single-handedly ended it. And quite frankly, mm. he did for a short time. Yeah. But when this movie came out in 1989... Comic, they're the only comic book franchise movie that existed was Superman, and it was killed because of Superman four. Even Superman three was was horrible, and they were all very very comic booky. This was an opportunity or a franchise that that showed oh we can do something different. And even though that this movie def- definitely appealed to kids, this was the first time that we really saw like an adult like kind of like comic book. That was something that was very, very different that this was, Oh, there's something edgy about it. And if not for Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So for my, well, that was the second one. Um, but still like still very, very valid. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I will always go back to that film over any of those that doesn't hurt that it's under two and a half hours where all the other fucking great Batman movies are well over two and a half hours. Why is that recently? Like, why are movies like needing to be like, we have so much stuff to tell. I don't know. We spend three hours telling your story. I'll I'll develop a theory, but I don't. It's a fucking Batman movie. Like, we all know Batman. Why do we have to have three hours of Batman movie? That's a great question, Catherine, but I don't know the answer. We'll marinate on that. But what I would like to do is I'd like to take one final uh, commercial break. And when we come back, I want to do something really fun. I want to do a draft, like a fantasy draft. Think of it like the NFL that we're going to do. You're going to you're going to pick your own. You're the producer. You're a movie producer, and you are going to establish your perfect Batman film. All right. So what we're going to get is you're going to you're going to cast your Batman. You're going to cast your villain. You're going to cast your director. <laughs> your i don't know your batmobile and your side, the best alfred yeah your sidekick your your alfred <laughs> and um that's what we're gonna do so we'll be back can i get on this uh i i, I mean can you yeah are you good you good all right so that's that's what we're gonna do on our final commercial break riddle me this riddle me that who's afraid of the big black and we're back from our final, final commercial break. John, did you have a good, a good little, uh, I don't know, bio break? No, the bartender cut me off from the Jello shots. Yeah, yeah. No more Jello. And my sh- friend's passing out on the couch right now. It's really tough out here. Yeah. What about you, Catherine? How was your, how's your break? Fantastic. I made myself a, an adult beverage. And an adult beverage. I like that. Multiple adult beverages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I want to do with this final act, and I kind of hinted that we're going to do a fantasy draft, but before we do that fantasy draft where we're each going to choose our own, like we're going to do fantasy football style that it's a draft pick. We're going to come up with a few different things, like I said before. Snake style, right? Snake style, yeah. snake style. But before we do that, I want to do if – did you guys ever watch Friends? Duh. Okay. Oh, oh, he ooh. just did the like the, the fist, the fist uh, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pivot, <laughs> pivot, pivot. Well, there's this one episode on, on Friends where Phoebe was 
pissed off at Ross and nobody knew why. And he didn't know. She didn't know. She was just mad at him. So they play a game, which is ask this or that. And she, she had answer like instantaneous, like apples or bananas. And she'd be like, bananas, blah, 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 this. And then he'd be like, why are you mad at me? And then she was like, because you did something, something, something or whatever. I forget the specifics, but it was an episode that happened. I want to do that same thing with this here in this Batman franchise where I'm going to say, who is your favorite Batman? Who is your favorite? Uh, who is your favorite Catwoman? Uh, what is your favorite? What is your favorite Batman song? Now, I know some of these require thinking, but I don't want you to think. I want initial gut reaction. And and that's just going to give us our, our true real answers. What do you think about that, John? Yes. Do you think you can do it? I'm already in the mi- mindset. Oh. I'm ready. Four hours in. I know. I shoot. know. What, what, what do they say? Like, go get, uh, shoot away. Uh, I am ready. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away. All right, I love that. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They did not do a song for this franchise, interestingly enough. I did not argue that they did. No, no, I wasn't saying that you did. All right, here we go. And you both can answer it. It's okay, you know, like, or if... We're answer at the same time? Like, you're just posing it to both of us yeah. and both say? Yeah. Okay. I mean... It's the same question. You wouldn't want to ask this twice. Right. I got gotcha. you. Yep, okay. yep, 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 yep. Shoot. All right. First question. Who's your favorite Batman? Bill. Clooney. Okay. Who is your favorite Catwoman? Kravitz. Uh, no. No, no. Uh, Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yes, yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say Pfeiffer. Mm. Michelle Pfeiffer. Who is... No. Nope. Sorry, change it. Hathaway. No, fuck no, it, Hathaway. Hathaway. Listen. Are you talking like legitimately like what was that movie she did? Uh, that was her coming of age movie. Nope, was like, no, I'm not talking about that at all. You're talking I'm about talking this film. About, I'm talking about if, if okay, fine. I was Michelle Batman Pfeiffer. Michelle fucking Pfeiffer. With Catwoman, it'd be Anne Hathaway. There is no we were argument. Nope, okay, there is no argument. <laughs> Is she tall? Okay, bye. Yeah, it's Michelle she's Pfeiffer. Lean. She's, she's lean. lean. Okay, all right. So there we go. You got that. Michelle uh, Pfeiffer. Favorite favorite Batman song. And if you want, I can do an option. Your favorite Batman song. Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> or, What's the song about again? Or any other song. Or any other Does song. Does Nirvana count? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Does Prince count? Yeah, whatever. Any. It's literally Kiss from a Rose or any other song. So... Favorite favorite Batman song? Na 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 Batman. Okay, I was the nineteen sixties. Yeah, I'm going that. Okay. I do love me some Kiss by Rose. However, I will say Michael Hutchins, um, the passenger mm. from Batman which, Forever. Yeah, Batman Forever. Cover of Iggy Pop. Yes, our, it is a cover. A daughter loves Iggy Pop. Our daughter loves fucking Iggy Pop. And well, let, let me drop the fucking. Our daughter loves Iggy Pop. Okay. Or she fucking loves Iggy Pop. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, we're, we're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is weird. Don't make it weird. Well, I mean, you know, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So anyway, Michael Hutchins, the passenger, okay. she loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, that's a good we, one. No, I love it. That was the answer. Okay. Uh, John, do you have anyone you want to throw out at me? About Batman? Well, like like a like instant like Who's your favorite director of Batman? Tim films? Burton. Okay. That's it. <gasps> Tim Burton is your favorite Batman director? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've been married to you for who, almost... Who, did you think it would be Christopher Nolan? Or I mean, Joel's... He's, a, he's ah. a bad director. He, he, that's that's not the question, though. Who was my, who was my favorite, favorite Batman director? Yeah, but you're old to me. Yeah, I imagine the 1989 film was more influential in your life. Yeah. Now, I graduated how about, high how about school this? in 2004. 2005 is when Batman yeah. began. began. So, but here, this is where it's a fun question. When people say, what is your favorite versus what is, what is the best? So it was posed to me earlier, like, you know, who's my preferred, you know, what is my, what is my preferred Batman? What is my preferred director? But if you ask me, what is the best Batman film? Why don't you ask me? I don't want to ask you that. uh, You know what? I, I will. No, I will. Well, Andrew, what, what's your best, best Batman film? The best. Well, not my best. No, the best. What, a, what is the best Batman? So go ahead and ask him that way. But Andrew, I'm going to do it. Yeah, do it. Thank you. <laughs> Andrew, Stamper, what is the greatest Batman movie of all time? The Dark Knight. And why? The Dark Knight. And why? Because it 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 is. It's it's a perfect film. It's not a comic book movie. It is a. It, it, it's. I mean, it's a crime film in the way that The Godfather is a crime film. It's a it's a crime film in the way that Heat is a crime film. It, it's it's a perfectly well told, well executed film that it just happens to be inspired by comic book characters. There is nothing comic booky about The Dark Knight at all. It is. Which one is this? Is this Maggie Gyllenhaal or is this? Uh, yeah. oh, okay, yep. Love me some Maggie. Heath Ledger, she was so Aaron good. Eckhart. Oh Jesus Christ, that was so good. What well, do you so think, good? Do you think no one had to overcome like him as a director? He had to overcome more things than Tim Burton did. Tim Burton had a clean slate. He did. And, so, I mean, I mean, it just it, it adds right. to the whole point that I'm trying to make. It was it, it's the best Batman film, but I also say it is the best comic. And I hate calling it a call, but it just happens to be. He's a man. It, it's the best film inspired by any comic book ever made. Ever but made. It's I- it's it's. It is the godfather of comic book films, period. End of discussion. I want to at least argue a little bit here because John brought up um, Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Because we do love us, um, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan, who m- matchized the idea of Batman. But you've got Tim Burton, who in the early 90s or mid 90s, created Batman in his own personification and it was beautiful. Like the Michael Keaton Batman what and the Danny DeVito penguin and the Michelle Pfeiffer uh, Catwoman, mm-hmm. all of that 
for its time was amazing. And it was so definitively apropos, like it was fine. Like it was great. But then you cut to like early 2000s, mid 2000s, you've got like resurgence. We are completely, by the way, bypassing Joel Schumacher's, you know, like... Thank thank God. (laughs) No, because part of me loves the uh, Val Kilmer and George Clooney Batmans, but it if we're talking about caliber, those are beyond no like You're older than now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I will not fight to the death in saying that George Clooney and Val Kilmer as Batman needed to go to the Hall of Fame. No, nobody's saying that. But if we are talking about Michael Keaton and Tim Burton, that was beautiful. It was, it was, it was fantastic, beautiful and artistic for its time. And then let's, I'm sorry, unapologetically bypass Joel Schumacher. Um, And I, I do that very painfully because I do love all of those films. But the next one is what? Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. Um, no. It, to go, like, I feel like the, the natural progression is to go from uh, what's Michael his name? Keaton. Michael Keaton to, to, to Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. yeah. I well, feel like that's the natural progression. The thing is, yeah. One thing that got me excited about the DC universe is the Flash is about to, well, <laughs> I can't remember the Flash character's name is, but apparently he was going to flash back to a Mike Keaton character. The actor Ezra Miller. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that movie comes out. I really, it, hopefully I said earlier, I like what DC's been doing. Uh, but I guess my way, my way of thinking of things is if you could create a movie and I think this will pigeon into our draft is if you could, if you were a producer and you had a million bucks and you could, you know, design your perfect cast and everybody's living, how would you do it? You know, what would you put together? Let's just do a hundred million. Cause a 1 million, we ain't making a Batman film. Uh, but no, no, these people love the Batman. They're all doing it for free. Okay. Then no money, like no budget, no budget at no all. Budget, yeah. Okay. No budget. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, our well, then I guess Catherine's trying to cheese. She's looking at my notes. All right, I have my notes open and like exposed here. So, here, so here's what we're (laughs) oh man, so here's being sassy. So, here's what we've got. Here's Here's what we've got. We're gonna do a draft, right? We're gonna do a snake, uh, snake style draft in that. Is that a Batman Returns coin? No, it's not. Christmas, no, it's uh, like it's like a, a Christmas gnome. Uh, coin. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go third. Original. Well, you got to flip it. No, bear with me. Okay. I'm going to go third. This is for the first pick. And essentially what we're going to do is I'm going to flip it. Catherine's going to call it. And John, rather, I'm going to flip it. Catherine's going to call it. If she gets it, she can be the first pick or the second pick. She can choose whatever what she wants. You get the other one. I'll go third. Now, because it's a snake round, what we're going to do is First person goes first, second person goes second, third person goes third, but the third person then goes fourth. So it goes one, two, three, 
three, two, one, one, two, three. So it just kind of like slinks around. Yeah, but it sounds like no matter what, you're going to be third. What? Oh, I mean, I imagine. I imagine. I mean, shit. If you guys want to go third, then so be it. I don't. I don't really care. I just yeah. thought it'd be easier for the sake of actually perpetuating this, so you guys aren't just playing you with your fucking go. notes. Well, you got you got a problem with notes, man. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it, and Catherine, the the gnomes heads. This whatever that is tails, but the gnomes that's heads. Okay. Okay. All right. You call it when it goes up. Let's try that again. You got to call it. What does it say? Wait, Heads what? or tails. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. So when someone says you call it, you say heads or tails. Okay. One, two, three. Tails. That's tails. No, that's heads. All right. So, John, you win. You can choose. Christopher Nolan. All right. He, he so not, you choose director. Yeah. Okay. He not, he not only directed it, but he also wrote it. Okay. All right. Fine. So Whatever. I'm taking Christopher Nolan. As, is he it, is amazing. He's my number one overall pick, Christopher Nolan. All right. So we're gonna do directors. Okay. Well, well no, just for sim- for simplicity, for simplicity, Christopher Nolan. Okay. He's off the board. He's off the board. You can choose any director that you want, or. If you want to choose a Batman or if you want to choose a villain or who, whatever you want to choose, you can choose anybody from any Batman film. Who do you film. like most from Batman? Let's clarify. What are you asking me to do right you're, now? You're, you're drafting your own Batman film. Okay, you're and the it producer. doesn't matter what the category is? No. Yes. You can. If you want to stick directors, you can. Can you stop? Keep going like that because it just it's going into the speaker. Um, what... Essentially, you, you can either A, choose another director, or you can choose anything, whether it's anything that's on this criterion right there. So you can choose your favorite Batman, your favorite villain, your favorite director, which he's already chosen. His number one overall pick was a director. Yeah. So you, after yeah. this, you can get basically any director you want. Oh, I'm not, I'm you're, not you're, trying to fight for another You're film. a producer. You're you're picking your, your Batman film. I mean, you take Tim Burton off the board. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. I want Mr. Freeze. All right. Mr. Freeze. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, you're now going to have the the most quotable film for sure. Yes. Oh, Any man. favorite lines from Mr. Freeze? Everybody chill. <laughs> The Iceman cometh. Um, all right. So then I am going to take. I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking Michael Keaton. As Batman. No, as Batman. Wrong with that. No. Uh, okay. No. So because I went third, uh, I also get to go again because we're sneaking around. So my 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 star is going to be Michael Keaton. My director is going to be Tim Burton. Well, so, obviously, so now, what happened yeah. was Michael Keaton was Oh, I know. A, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm the producer of my own film. <laughs> you don't All have right, to explain so you it. got a Tim Burton, Michael Keaton. I'm and curious. Would you, who was your number one overall pick? Michael Keaton. Okay. Michael Keaton. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's good. He's not bad. So now it's your pick. You can choose anything you want. You've, you've, at this point, you've chosen Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. So you've chosen your villain. All right. What's my next pick? 
whatever you want it to be. Director, Wait, but Batman. I can't. Oh, I can't supersede what's already been picked. No. You can't take what's been picked. You can take whatever. So our Batman is Michael Keaton. The, for me. Our villain is no. You're you Mr. can still Reese. you think of whatever Batman you want in the world. Just you, you, you just can't take Michael Keaton because I I've chosen it. Got it. Yeah, you All can right, work well, with Val Kimmer if you want to. Or George Clooney. You get you can get nipple Batman. I want nipple Batman. <laughs> All right, there I you do. go. Who I does, do. Who doesn't want nipple Batman? Yeah. Right? Sorry, I'm gonna be George Clooney. All right, George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You've got in your film. I'd watch that movie. Um, Wait. I thought I picked, uh, no, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Arnold. Arnold. That's Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm with All you, right. I'm with you. All right, who do you got now? It's your turn. Well, I mean, no one's running my film, right? Yep. I'm thinking Bale. Okay. And Ledger. Okay. He's back alive again, okay? I'm okay. running it back. We're, this, so what, this is the fourth Christopher Nolan film. If it ever ex- actually existed, who would want to see Heath Ledger and yeah. Trisha Bale meet up in the fourth feature? Yeah. Right now, there's a very distinct pattern going on. I'm choosing 89 Batman. John is choosing uh, The Dark Knight. And Catherine is choosing Batman and Robin. I love this. This is. Let's just see if there's anything that breaks this up. So, Catherine, you've chosen... You've chosen well, your villain. Do you have a problem with Heath Ledger? I don't. Listen, I, I, I just want Christopher O'Donnell to be involved <laughs> in this. Oh, so that's going to be your sidekick. So is he Alfred? Yeah, so Chris, Chris O'Donnell's going to be your Alfred. Wait, let's, no. Chris O'Donnell will not be my Alfred. I want the original Alfred to be my Alfred. Ooh, Michael Goff. Michael Goff. I want Michael Goff to be my Alfred. Michael Goff is off the board, people. Yeah. No, listen. Oh, this is a change I of do love me some Michael Caine as Alfred. I love Michael Caine and absolutely everything he does. But My I, name's Michael Caine. My name's Michael Caine. No, but I do want some Michael Goff for um, my... No. He's amazing. He might be the best He's Alfred He's my time. Alfred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, he is the Alfred because not only was he the Alfred in the uh, Michael Keaton series, then he became the... Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer and, and George Clooney. Yeah. That is the, quote, original Alfred. And the, Mc- and the, Mc- the Alfred. And then the, and the McDonald's, like, Happy Meals and Coca-Cola commercial ones. He is did. the Alfred. He is the Alfred. You win. That's a, that was a bold choice, but I love that you went with that one. Oh, no, it wasn't bold. He is Alfred. Okay. Um, so that so it's now my pick, and what do we have left? I've chosen Batman. I've chosen the director. Um, Villain? Did you get that hack Tim Burton who's been like slowing down as a director? Because I mean, you're getting Tim Burton today, right? No, no, no. I'm. I'm. He gets to choose. He gets to make his Batman film. And I've just heard stories that he's kind of slowed down oh, uh, as a director. Oh, I'm not disputing that, okay. but I'm. I'm still taking him. You, doing as a producer, it. you're still taking Tim Burton over Christopher Nolan. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> really? For a Batman, in my Batman movie that I'm making, where I've got Michael Keaton as the star. Yeah, I'm going to take him, and then I'm going to make my villain Jack Nicholson. <gasps> okay. Don't you get two picks? Oh, yeah, I do. And my composer is going to be Danny Elfman. Oh, good choice. My composer will be Michael Hutchins. You're, oh, you're going to make Michael Hutchins the composer. I love that. For, well, not necessarily the composer, but like the passenger song mm. from the, which one was that? There was a Batman Forever. Batman Forever. 
so fucking good. I am the passenger. I'm gonna ride on the city's backside. It was bad. And also No no no, you've already chosen, so okay, it's his okay, pick okay. now. You know what? As much as I like Hans Zimmer, I'm gonna go Michael Giacchio. Oh, oh, no, no, that's not the pronunciation, but I forget how to pronounce it. But the one that just did yeah. uh, The Batman, okay? Without it getting a bonnet, right? No, no, no. No, well, well, it doesn't even matter because the theme song is amazing. Yeah, like, it's good. He, it's good. It's good. I'm taking that. That's okay. my composer. All right. And then now your final pick of the evening. Well, I got King. Oh, no, you said you got Alfred yeah, well, and Villain. Well, no, no, because I think the joke. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah. So you get, yeah, so you get Alfred. I'm thinking circuits. Okay. The the best Alfred scene, and and man, dang it, because Kane has a really good Alfred scene with Bale, but I really love the scene in the new Batman with uh, Pattinson and Circus, where he's in the ho- uh, hospital room, and he mm-hmm. tells him, "It's like I don't know, you know, maybe he killed him, but maybe mm-hmm. it was some random gunman, but." Andy Serkis is probably a more versatile actor than okay. Michael Caine. Okay. That's, so I'm going to take Circus as my Alfred. Okay. That's not bad. Now, Catherine, you get one more pick, and let's see what have you not done. You have not chosen a Batman. Batmobile? You have not chosen a director. Oh, yeah. We have Batmobile as well. Wait. No. I chose my director. I said it was going to be... Schumacher. No, no. I think yeah, it was it was Schumacher because I wanted uh, the. I don't know. She's actually chosen. She's chosen her Alfred. My Alfred. Yeah, I did. She chose her composer. Yep. She chose her villain and her. Wait, no, no, no! I did not choose my composer. I chose who my star song like. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna count that. Okay, okay, okay. But you won't count Nirvana for me, huh? Well, you wanted you want Nirvana or you want the composer? Well, I feel like Michael Chichino. <laughs> Let's just, yeah, yeah, how about this? You make it up as you go along. It's your pick, whatever you haven't chosen, Catherine. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what I... Hey, Catherine, what's your favorite Batmobile? My favorite Batmobile is the one in which Chris O'Donnell takes for a joyride. Uh, where he's got like the super high spoilers. But he's not wearing no mask. He's, he's like, wearing hey, no he mask. Is. And my favorite part about that entire film, uh, I think that's what, Joel Schumacher? It might be. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so fucking cheesy because he like takes it out for a joyride and mm-hmm. then like a bunch of maybe like possible like prostitutes i'm not like nobody actually knows no, there's no prostitutes. and he opens it up he's like hey i'm batman but he like doesn't have his suit on um but everything about it is like rubber so like there's a fin in the 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 batmobile and it just like shakes <laughs> no and it's the same thing with when we were uh walking through um arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze he like throws the whole city right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. somebody opens up their car door and it like it's supposed to be an icicle and it's just like mm. like it's like rubbery no y'all come on like you're making a multi-million dollar film and your entire film a car a car opening door with 
like Mr. Freeze, get your shit together, right? So um, when Chris O'Donnell is in his vehicle, he stole the Batmobile. Uh, intruder alert, intruder alert, intruder alert. Like we all know about it, right? Um, so he stole the vehicle, right? Um, and The thing that gets me about that scene is the guys on the rollerblades, but Monty Ducks was around. Mighty Ducks? Are we talking about like the mighty, like, <laughs> no. oh my God. <laughs> like, like, whenever we watched that movie, I said these, all these guys like hockey sticks and stuff like that, you know, trying to fight Chris O'Donnell. I do love me some Chris O'Donnell. Um, <laughs> and he's, but he was in two, two of the, mm-hmm. yeah, two of the films. What, what? Okay. Um, but he was, I do love Chris O'Donnell. Like, and it's funny because I saw him growing up in the the Batman films, and I saw him in Son of a Woman, and I saw him like he's a good dude. I do. I don't. And then he actually ended up in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I won't go into all that. I won't go into all that. But listen, guys like a knife. Brian Adams, Chris O'Donnell are like toe and toe. Yeah, no, but what I will say is Brian Adams, that is. I loved, I loved his whole ordeal where he stole the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. We were talk- that was a whole thing. We were talking so long about story short, that's your favorite Batmobile. No. What, what's your favorite? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> None of that had any point. Listen, so his Batmobile, like, he stole the Batmobile. It was, like, cheesy. It was cheesy. With all that said. But I do love the Batmobile situation when um, Christian Bale takes um, – Pace. Rachel, Rachel, and Joey, she, Joey, yes, thank you. Like, and she's like, uh, she's tweaking out. Yeah, you taking, tweaking. That, you taking that off the board? Are you taking the tumbler off the board? Are you gonna take the tumbler? That's, that's, a, good, good, that's a good yeah. vehicle. Okay, that's all right, all right, cool, perfect. Nice. Thank you very much. I love it. That's good that's choice. great. That was my number one overall Batmobile. Of all yeah, time, I mean that's that's the number one. The number the number two is I'm taking Robert Pattinson's um, Batmobile. Oh, oh my god, that's that's the best one. Didn't it's cool. See it. It's cool. It's it's if like only Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> if only Chris O'Donnell like had that. And then my final pick will be will be my Alfred, and my Alfred is going to be. My name's Michael Caine. I love my name, but no. So who's you your know Batman what? again? So. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton. I mean, they're the same age. Like, okay, yeah. I just think it's weird. And they're that, not the same age. This guy who's like the same age. As you know what? Here. But here's the thing: when this is all done, we're gonna count up Oscars, and I fucking kicked your ass. Oscars? Yeah. I'm trying to make Oscars. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna win yeah, when you've got Michael. When you're winning with Michael Caine, Jack Nicholson, and Michael Keaton. <laughs> Fuck off. What is Michael Keaton? Wait, hold on. Michael Goran? What Goran? is Michael Goran? Keaton ever won? What's, what's Alfred's name? Michael Goran? Michael Goff. Goff. He's hey, my favorite you ever, Alfred. You ever heard of Lord of the Rings? Circus. Thank you. I mean, come on. Bale? Your whole fucking film is a circus. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you think, Catherine, you're hey, fine. No, I want to oh, get Catherine. Oh, we got to get Catherine. Yeah. She's just, she's okay. just, she's just she's running slow, up that road. She's slow rolling you, man. Running up that hill. What do you want? Running up that road. 
All right, your final pick. Gorath. Michael Gorath. Michael already called him. Oh, your composer. Now you're on the composer. Oh, no. No, no, I, no. You've no, already done that. My Alfred was Michael Gorath. Goff. Gorath. Goff. Goff. Yeah. It might even be Michael Go. It's just G O U G H. Do you have Batman? Is it Clooney? Was your Batman Clooney? Clooney? No. Oh, she hasn't said. Actually, it was Clooney. No, my Batman would be Christian Bale. No, it was Nipples. Remember, we what? already did that. Well, we joked about it. I think like, so. I think but my, board, my conversation bro. is. She has not chosen director. There That's the one. There you go. It was Clooney. No, let me clarify. Oh, my God. I want to We're clarify never. because there's a nostalgic, like, cheesy element that Joel Schumacher brought on in the mid 90s. Which was Batman and Robin and mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like, like, I will watch that and be in, like, entertained. Oh. But if we're talking about Christian Bale and his Batman, like, that's a whole different caliber. That's mm. not being disputed. Right. So I just want to make that clear. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I love, like, Joel Schumacher. Nobody's that's saying not that. My you, thing. Nobody's no, saying no, that. No. Okay. I, You're just creating. I love Christopher Nolan, and that's why I, I was taking the picks off the board. And Got it. if I could have a wish in life, it'd be to bring Heath Ledger back. Right. If you could make a deal with God. <laughs> Run up that hill. <laughs> yeah, but you got you to have somebody direct. All right, so you have Arnold Schwarzenegger. You have George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Your composer is... What with Thurman? Michael Hutchins. H- Hutchins. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love your me Batmo- Michael Hutchins. Your Batmobile is... Oh, her, the one her, with like. The, by the way, your villain is Mr. Freeze. Yeah. No. No. Yes, it was. No. You, yeah, <laughs> you literally no, drafted him. Well, look, look. Mr. Freeze is your villain. <laughs> now you have somebody direct him. No. So who's your director? But you chose Mr. Freeze. No. But you. No. <laughs> but I don't. It's it's, it's, it's it's documented. It was your number one pick. It was your number one pick. I don't know. I retract that statement. <laughs> not, although, said like every single like president of a, like a football team, like oh, I wish I wouldn't have made that draft. Like no, you drafted Arnold Schwarzenegger as number one overall. Yeah. That was your. That, that was that. My impact. That was. Arnold Schwarzenegger was your Chipper Jones. That was your Chipper Jones pick right there. Number one draft. So he literally says, everybody chill. Everybody chill. Great line. Great line. It's not bad. No. It's not bad. No. It's not bad. Come on. It's very bad. You be the Quentin Tarantino to Arnold Schwarzenegger. You just got to pick the right director. You got to get Reeves in there or something like that, right? Who's your director? You know what? Pick somebody besides the guys in the board. I'm going to go crazy on this one. Any director who could actually make that work. You know what? I actually, I'm just going to say this for shits and gigs. Um, Freeze well. Uma <laughs> <laughs> Thurman. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look at this. Like, allow me to break the ice. The ice. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, cool party. <laughs> You know what's really funny is he became the like governor of California. <laughs> I mean, but that's amazing because he actually is better at governor was, than he, like our actual president of the United States. Not only uh, that, for, Jesse Ventura became the governor of Minnesota, and or both like, those yeah. guys were in Predator. <laughs> they both were also in uh, The Running Man. Movie too, but not, <laughs> but, but not the Dustin Hoffman. Didn't he do a Running Man? Where like no, that's Marathon Man. Sorry, yeah. Um, am I, is it me and I'm over? 
Um, I, I mean, Catherine is like re-choosing all of her draft picks at this point, so I don't hey, know. Sir. Catherine, Catherine, sir. what's your favorite director of all time? Oh, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred I can Hitchcock. answer. I can all right, answer. Alfred don't, Hitchcock. Don't answer so me. Alfred Hitchcock is now directing. Can, can, oh, we, give her, can we give her Alfred oh Hitchcock? Oh my God, if Alfred Hitchcock but actually he, directed. Arnold like, Schwarzenegger. No, <laughs> no, no, but no, no, you, you got your team. No, no you made your team. Look, I'm not married to you. Actually, no. All right, no. This raises an interesting, interesting like question. All right, anybody in the world can play Batman or your villain. We are now doing Alfred Hitchcock. Who is playing your Batman? All right, so in the history of mankind, yeah, I was gonna say, are we going back into like people who could be dead? Like, are we saying like Charlie Chaplin? That would be an interesting Batman. I would like to hear yours as well. No, no, no. I don't know enough about Alfred Hitchcock. Other than the raven, we wouldn't call the bat. You mean the bat, the birds? The birds, yeah. Well, who's the guy who did, did the raven? That was uh, that was Doc Skurlock. No, Poe. Doc oh, Skurlock. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was doing. I was, I was doing young guns. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. The callback to earlier this evening when I referenced my back porch. Yeah, that's four shots ago. Four jello shots ago. <laughs> A couple of days ago when we first started this podcast. All right. So Alfred Hitchcock could make a Batman movie. Who would he cast? Any actors of all time? Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart's going to... No, you, you're the producer. You just cast it. You just hired Alfred Hitchcock. Who are you hiring to be your Batman? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, you could do it. Yeah, you could, but... Uh... Charlie Chaplin. The only two you can't take, you can't take Michael Keaton. Did you do Bale? Bale. And Bale. You can't oh, take, absolutely take you can't, you can't do those two. You can use Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, interesting. Alfred Hitchcock with Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Who is I your... just made that up. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, it, like it, could work. it could work. We actually would now have, at least you're not afraid of hiring Americans it because, because John Rowe is, um, <laughs> uh, who would be your villain? All right, so we got Two Face. We've got uh, maybe you go, well, maybe you go female. Maybe it's Poison Ivy. Like w- you know, who would be, who mm-hmm. would you do Meryl Streep? You know, like well, obviously Meryl Streep would be an amazing choice. I mean, she could be a Batman. But she's from- kind of also like a cop out because she's like obviously always going to be an amazing character. Um, Wrap it up. I want to just get this just because. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Meryl Streep would be great. Cool. Let's just do, we're going to do the, 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 um, well, that friends thing again. Well, Boom. Just on, wrap it up. I got to have my movie or my song. <laughs> my Batmobile, what's left to me is the Ben Affleck Batmobile from Batman, Don Justice. It's faster than the one from the Nolan films. Nolan films would have been my favorite Batmobile. Second pick would have been your pick. That that car is badass. Yeah, it's the best. But if I can't have either of those two, I'm going to drop to the Aflac Snyder Batmobile. So my picks are Bale, Ledger. What else do I got? <laughs> uh, Circus. I got Nolan directing it. I got Chino as my uh, sound guy. And I got Affleck as the Batmobile. I love it. Those are all great. 
Love it. Those are all really, really great picks. Listen, I think we've done a great job over the eight-hour marathon that has been this podcast. Uh, I've had a good time. Hopefully, the listeners have gotten this far. I imagine they maybe tuned out when I said that we we're going to cover all the Batman films. But hey, if you've gotten this far, thank you very much. Please do us a favor and subscribe, listen, tell your friends that sometimes we've got good content. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Slasher. Uh, there's a Discord channel. All you have to do is look for Stamper Cinema. And I want to thank our guests, John and Catherine. Have you had a good time, Catherine? Toast my goats. Toast my goats. It's been so fun. I've had a blast. Good. I'm not his bride, by the way. No, 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 no. We know that. <laughs> um... Well, you're a Tim Burton guy, you know, there's like, uh, what was that movie with the bride or like Corpse Bride or something? Corpse Bride, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that next time, right? We will. Um, what do I want to say? Uh, I want to close out and, and, and really, really send a special thank you for everybody that's subscribed over these past two years. Two years, guys. I, 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 I'm, I'm so excited that, that we've done this for two years. I'm so very, very appreciative of everybody that does download uh, this podcast. I'm thankful for those of you that interact. I I love that you reach out to me. Admittedly, I would like a few more of you to leave some fucking reviews on <laughs> Apple Podcast because I've got, just on Apple, I've got over 50 fucking subscribers. I only have three reviews from you people. Let's get this going. Hell, I've got even two people co-hosting that both have fucking iPhones that haven't left reviews. So. I don't even know how to do that, man, <laughs> dude. I'm left-handed. But also, I want to tell everybody, and I also want to tell you once again, thank you for presenting this platform. And um, two years. Two years. It's been a blast. And uh, we've got a lot of fun things to look forward to. We're launching, by the way, this is hinted earlier, we're launching a website. So be on the lookout for that in the new future. And by a website, we're actually going to like have our own name. And it's going to be... Are you going to say it's going to be easier for people with Apple to leave reviews and comment? Yeah. So it'll be even easier for people with an app, with an Apple to leave a review and comment. Even if you're not doing it on your phone, you'll be able to do it on a fucking computer, which would be great. You'll be able to leave me a voicemail which we can play on the podcast or we can use that for, for questions. I'll have blogs. We're going to have a lot more interact, a uh, lot more interaction. So, I mean, be on the lookout. I'm really, really excited about it. We've got a lot of fun things to be looking forward to. And, um, well, Hey man, I want to shake your hand for all of our listeners. Thank you, man. And congratulations. Two years, two years. Oh yeah. And I can't, I can't uh, stress enough how excited I am that you are here in studio. I know the audio is going to be a little weird, but this is this is cool. Actually, my first my first sit down podcast interview with somebody. Yeah, we're a little weird. We we are a little weird. And uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Catherine and John an opportunity to say good evening. And if there's anything they want to plug for themselves, please do so. But Catherine, please say goodbye to the the wonderful listeners. Thanks, y'all. Super love the. Uh participation and love and uh engagement so keep it going 
The only thing I'll say is I'm going to be traveling around for the next few weeks, and I'll probably be hopping on a streamlands, hanging out with Andrew every once in a while. Any chance I get. So I love it. That's my plug is check out streamlands if you haven't. Um, but I know I'm backpacking across the U.S. and I'm going to be his uh, roadside correspondent. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and to everybody listening, as always, thank you very much. Let's- I won the draft, right? Uh, on, my movie would be way better. Well, we'll let the fans decide. Yeah, we'll comment. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll <laughs> leave a review. Um, so we'll never, we'll never find out. We'll never find out. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody. We will see you next time on another episode of Stamp the Cinema.